0: Min's electric guitar.
1: Bryce and Wren and Corey in the house. Hello and welcome to Bryce and Wren and Corey in the house. A very, very special episode today. Uh, in fact, it isn't Bryce and Ren and Corey in the house. It's more of Bryce and Ren in blank in the house. Uh, my name is Bryce Henderson. I'm one of the co-hosts of this podcast. Uh, and with me, as always, to discuss uh, who knows what, honestly, at this point, uh, is one
2: Renan Fontes. Ren, you excited? You amped? Bryce, this is like having a funeral for someone who hasn't died yet, but they it are is. invited.
1: Yeah, I know. It's. Uh, I was thinking about that. This is the first time you and I have done... Uh, A podcast that is in no way relevant to Corey in the
2: house. It'll still come up naturally, but Corey is not the star here. It's not his day. Exactly. This is not about him. And I feel like a weight has been lifted off my shoulder, if only temporarily. It's always an interesting feeling not having to watch Corey in the house on Sunday. Um. It is. Uh, it feels very good to not have to be
1: watching Cory in the House and instead get to talk to you about uh, 32 other shows. So oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> I, I've been thinking about this all week. So uh, what do you think about the fact that we went from, uh, from doing a Sweet 16 tournament to 32
2: shows? I... I feel like it's going to make this conversation so much more dynamic. It definitely will, because we'll have, I think, a lot more to, <laughs> to think about. There's so much to discuss. Yes. So
1: much. Uh, and so uh, before we begin, Ren, uh, a little bit of like housekeeping-esque notes just to keep uh, everyone in check. So we are live on Facebook right now. Uh, I do have my phone with me, so I do see the comments that people want to engage with us through there um otherwise uh, if you're just listening to this podcast later I hope that you enjoy the wild ride that you are about to go on and the best part about this is you can see how long this podcast is before Ren and I can so um I'm guessing buckle in for what's gonna be quite a show uh so first thing to note uh you and I discussed this on yesterday's show but in case you haven't had the opportunity to talk about or to, to listen to yesterday's podcast. Uh, the show Joey is in the, uh, in the tournament, Ren. It was one of the shows that I picked. It is available nowhere online, nowhere to see, uh, be it to buy, to view on a streaming service. Well, yes. we could buy it. Yeah, so that was an option. There was the option to purchase it off of eBay for $400 in physical, uh, a physical DVD set. And that was just I not a go fund me in the house. I know, right? Uh, what a! I would feel so bad taking real money and putting it towards a DVD copy of Joey. Two so, sets of Joey, because we both need to watch so it. Eight hundred dollars <laughs> worth of Joey DVDs. So uh, we did come up with a compromise on the show yesterday, in that uh, the uh, sitcom Joey and Melissa is going. Melissa to... and Joey. It's called <laughs> Melissa and Joey, not Joey and Melissa. Even better. Even better that I'm already butchering the name of, of the show. One of the 32 that is in contention tonight for for the uh, the top five. So Melissa and Joey will be taking the place of Joey tonight in tonight's performance of Bryson Ren and Blank in the House. Uh, another thing to note is uh, I wanted to give a massive, massive shout
2: out to Andrew Jett. Yes, absolutely. Fantastic work.
1: Yeah, so Andrew Jett, uh, this past week, uh, he messaged me and he said, hey, I want to make a graphic for all the shows that you're doing in the tournament. And I was like, that's awesome, but also, like, don't feel like you need to. Uh, Anything that you get done will feature. Uh, We always love the stuff that Andrew sends us. And so, uh, sure enough, he was able to pump out a graphic for all 32 shows that we are going to discuss tonight. Like, they're all good, but some of them are just sublime amazing uh and it part of me uh, it, uh, part of me wishes that we were just gonna podcast with all 32 shows so that way uh they have more than just this one-time appearance but we'll put together like an album on our page as well to feature them uh, so that way people can can check them out afterwards because uh, they're very very good
2: they are they really are
1: <laughs> just so well done yes uh and so the the format of the tournament tonight, Ren. How is this going to go? The logistics.
3: Okay.
1: Uh, you and I have talked about... So we are not deciding the show tonight.
2: No, we're not.
1: No. We are going to narrow it down from 32 to four shows via the bracket. And then we will also have a, a wheel of losers to spin. Yes. Um, and so from this wheel um whatever the option that comes up is that will be a fifth option for people to vote on and so then from there in our newsletter which will be going out uh probably in like a week or so we'll feature a qr code it's going to be physically mailed out the uh newsletter will feature a qr code where people can then go on and vote for the show that they would like for us to podcast about next uh am i missing anything Ren?
2: I don't think so. That all sounds right.
1: Okay. Uh, I would like to throw out to you a uh, possibility of something. I fear that via the new, so us having the voting via the newsletter, brilliant. Great. I question how many votes we'll get. (laughs) And I worry that it'll be decided by one or two people, which is not necessarily a big problem. But I would like for a little bit more engagement. I agree in it. So I am not mind making it an online thing that we just send out. So I, what I'm thinking, and but also to really uh, support the people who subscribe to the newsletter, mm-hmm. do a um, you
2: get two votes.
1: Yes, that's exactly what I was thinking. Um, double double the votes, or just uh, you get you can submit the form twice and vote for two shows. All right, this is fair seem fair so they can either submit it twice vote for the same show or vote for two separate shows uh we'll also put the uh the form up on our facebook page we'll share it on our social medias and then whatever show of the five is left uh, gets it we good we good okay wow uh that was i feel like yeah so jacob said in the comments very elaborate um very Very elaborate process, but it makes sense to me. It's, you know, it's for the best. This is the way it has to be. (laughs) There's no other way that that it it could be like this. All right. Uh, So let's, let's uh, get started then with just some of the table setting of the tournament. Okay. Uh, We went from eight, uh, we went from 16 shows. So each of us picking eight shows to... 32 shows total. How, how do you, how did you pick your 16 shows that you picked?
2: How did I pick my 16 shows? Mm -hmm. Let me actually pull up my notes for a second.
1: Okay. Um, So while you do that, I'll, I'll share the way I picked my 16 shows. uh, I thought about what is the next step for you and I to podcast about? What is something that is going to hopefully draw more people in to the podcast, but also keep those who we've already brought in on the Corey train entertained. What's yeah. something you and I could have a good time podcasting about? Something that's fun, uh, hopefully unique. Uh, I, I thought to myself, does it matter if another podcast about this show exists? Uh, at the end of the day, I decided no, uh, because I think you and I will bring our own unique flair to it no matter what. But uh, I wanted to make sure it was something that
2: uh, was fun. And then lastly, I, I had to throw in some wild cards. Right. <laughs> Definitely. I, I also had the had a wild card mentality for a few shows. Yeah, it's a tournament. There's
1: gotta be uh, some underdogs that come out of nowhere and sweep the sweep the
2: whole thing. So all right, I have my notes up. Okay, great. So one big thing for me in deciding shows is that I did not want to watch another Disney Channel show. Okay. So okay. that doesn't mean that doesn't mean I'm going to take a negative stance on the Disney Channel shows you picked. Thank you. But, like, in my decision-making, I was, I was just so soured on Corey in the House that I personally could not, like, s- stomach the patience to research any Disney Channel show. Rightfully so. Yes. Uh, uh, another thing mm-hmm. I took into consideration, and deep consideration, was episode count. And that's something yes. we're going to be discussing a lot. And I will be breaking down in terms of years as we go through. <laughs> because, uh... There, are, I say this, but I also chose House, which has one hundred seventy-seven episodes. <laughs> yeah, but then, yeah. that goes in the wild card category.
1: The episode count, I agree. The episode count really, really matters. Um, so we'll, we'll for sure be talking about it. It will play, I think, a crucial role in some of the decisions that are made here tonight.
2: I agree with that. For. The last thing I took into consideration was mm-hmm. the shows I picked. They either needed to be genuinely good, have nostalgic value, or just be potential shit. Mm-hmm. Like Arliss and the Nick Cannon show. Those were not yeah. good faith picks on my part. Uh, and I'm,
1: I, I can't wait, Red, to talk about these shows because... Uh, I mentioned yesterday. I've been doing some homework. I've been watching some of the more obscure shows that you've picked. Yeah, and I have sat through full, be it twenty-one to forty-one minute episodes of some of these. Wow. I'm uh, glad. I I can't wait to to break these down and just really think about is this something that we want to podcast about? Um, and so with that in mind podcast ability uh like i was thinking a lot and this will be weighing on me heavily as we make these decisions is this show so whatever the show is is this going to be uh something that will be fun to podcast about yeah that's a good point will i be able to have the energy every single week to say yes this is something that's fun to podcast about Corey, you and i hate the kid but he gets up to some wacky stuff. And whether it's fun to podcast because the episode was awful or fun to podcast about because Corey's on the ceiling. Like, I still think
2: every single week he gives us something that is unique and fun to talk about. That's right. Corey, he is boring, but he's never boring in the sense of discussion. Exactly. And he's, uh, he doesn't play it safe. Like, you
1: either love or hate him. And you and I hate him.
2: Boy, but do we hate him. Yeah. <laughs>
1: All right. Uh, so anything else before we dive into our first matchup of the evening? So you
2: watched episodes. Yes. Prepare. Mm -hmm. I watched. Uh, depending on the show, I either typed in funny moments or, in the case of Courage the Cowardly Dog, scary moments into Mm -hmm. YouTube and picked clips to watch. Yeah. So as we go through, I'll have I have very specific frames of reference. Perfect. (laughs) <laughs> Good. it's gonna be fun i gotta
1: be honest i did uh i so there's a few shows on here i'll mention them um i think there's maybe one or two left that i've still never seen an episode of but i'm pretty sure they're my picks so that's okay uh okay. RLS, i did that for though I, I watched select clips on youtube um because i didn't want to spend the money for the streaming service um that it's on it's on hbo and i don't have hbo at the moment you have hbo so, no you, i rotate usually we rotate oh, through, right. through them so All right, and with that said, Ren, we are off um, past this. Okay. (laughs) Two. Uh, The previous page we saw was uh, um, in case we need to take a break, and so if we do, we'll jump to that. But in the meantime, our first matchup of the evening. uh, Ren, do you want to – how I see this going is maybe you just give us the quick rundown of your show, and then I will give the quick rundown of mine and then we discuss. Fair enough.
2: So just dive in. Just dive in. Yeah, let's, uh, you can go first. All right. Jimmy Neutron versus Love Island. <laughs> Jimmy Neutron Boy Genius is a sequel to the Nickelodeon film of the same name. It ran for over 60 episodes, has multiple TV specials and TV films. It has a science fiction kind of comedy vibe, but it also has an, you know, almost 40s, 50s, pulpy adventure feel to it with certain episodes. I think Jimmy Neutron is the kind of show that would give us a lot to talk about. It would offer us a lot of variety from episode to episode. I don't remember the overall quality of the show when I watched it when I was younger, but mm-hmm. I do remember it being pretty good.
1: Uh, and is that, that's what we're aiming for here.
2: Yeah. Yes. Uh, Bryce, um, I do want to make it uh, a note though. Yeah. The podcast title says Bryson Wren and Jimmy Neutron Boy Genius in the House. When what I pitched was Bryson yes. Wren and Jimmy Neutron Boy Geniuses in the House.
1: Bryson Wren and Jimmy Neutron Boy Geniuses in the House. Okay.
2: So obviously we can't edit the uh,
1: the titles as we go, but I did... I don't know if the slide will update. Uh, all right. But I updated it in the slide. So, all right. Um, that's good to note, Ren. Um. Yeah, and we can... These podcast titles uh, are, I think, also up for conversation tonight. Oh, yeah, of course. Okay, uh, so that is, is duly noted if we go with Jimmy Neutron. Uh, I like that title of Bryce and Ren and Jimmy Neutron, boy geniuses in the house. <laughs> it's a little bit of
2: a mouthful, but I still appreciate it. Uh, hey, and it's, I, uh, it's our brand. It is, it is. Bryce and Ren and Jimmy Neutron, were a mouthful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... <laughs> I pitched Love Island. Uh, Well, I I chose
1: Love Island. Love Island uh, is my uh, 16th seed. So Ren and I ranked our shows. Love Island is at the bottom of my list of the 16 shows. Uh, The reason why I chose Love Island, I'm not going to lie, a little bit of a wild card pick here. Uh, It is a show that up until today, I had never seen an episode of. Uh, It is a reality show, a genre which I love, uh, but I don't usually watch shows where we're matching up couples or like bachelor, bachelorette-esque shows. Uh, so it's not familiar with Love Island. Uh, started in the UK and now the U.S. has, has two seasons under its belt. Uh, it's pretty much they take uh, beautiful single people, put them uh, at a villa and then have them get paired up and at various points uh, swap partners and then the winning couple is the couple that
2: America likes the most. America votes on them. And then the winning couple splits hundred K. Uh, just to specify when mm-hmm. Bryce says America, he means the population of the United States, not actress America Ferreira.
1: Yes. Thank you. So yeah, no, she's um, on to other projects now. Cause she's, she was back for the Superstore finale. And now she's uh, I think gone cause that show is, is done. Uh, So that's, that's briefly what uh, Love Island is. Ren, are you interested in
2: podcasting about Love Island? Bryce, Mm -hmm. uh, based off the YouTube funny moments clip I watched today, I am a little bit interested in podcasting about it.
1: Yes. So uh, like I said, I never watched an episode until today and it was the exact messy kind of it's. It isn't just straight drama. What I saw was some people being really awkward and yeah. <laughs> uh, in some strange like situations of like, oh, like he's my partner, but I don't really like him. I think someone else is more attractive. Uh, and so like, I could definitely see you and I riffing on these characters as we get to know them and people come in and out of the show and and saying like, oh, is this a good, like do you and I think this is a good match? I think you and I uh, being in, in relationships um, you married me engaged can offer up some really good advice as well for uh,
2: you know what's a, a good move what's maybe not a good move in wanting to build a strong relationship that's right you're gonna mm-hmm. be getting married soon so uh, love island could teach you a thing or two
1: it yeah there's always always more to learn about love that's for sure so, um, so there's that uh, let's talk you want to talk to Jimmy neutron now I do want to talk Jimmy Neutron. Would you yes. have fun podcasting Jimmy Neutron? Ren, I would have a blast. Uh, pun intended. A brain blast podcasting about Jimmy Neutron. The- there's
2: just... There's so much to discuss. And I, re- I remembered being a show that would truly do anything. <laughs> yeah, there's... Uh, the wacky moments
1: are for sure going to be delivered here. I think sh- the characters are people who I could talk about for days. I think that they're hysterical. They're all unique. Sheen and his uh, obsession with Ultra Lord. Yep. Carl being Carl and his, his whole thing with uh, llamas
2: and uh, Jimmy's mom.
1: Yeah. And, uh, Hugh with his, like the characters in Jimmy Neutron are great. The scenarios are great.
2: Um, Olbie always stood out to me as mm-hmm. a truly standout character.
1: Yeah. I could, I could definitely see us having um, a good time with Jimmy Neutron I think my only, uh, my only real uh, thing potentially against it would just be that the episodes are broken down into twelve minutes each. Yeah. So for formatting wise, we'd be, I would assume, talking about both those the we, the full twenty one minutes, the two different
2: episodes um, in the single podcast. Well, yeah, because I believe uh, there are segments, so. Each episode is broken down into segments, but each episode has two segments in them. I'm pretty sure. Okay. So we'd be discussing both anyways, because the whole episode would be two of them. Yeah.
1: Okay. Um, And so the episodes move very quick. I like the quick pacing of it. Seems like you and I could help fill in some gaps as
2: well. Yes, it would. It'd be fun. It would keep Uh us moving fast. It would keep us engaged. So, um, and it'd be a different style of television to observe and analyze and break down. It would not be. Not constrained to a 22 minute format or like mm-hmm. a, a traditional three act structure.
1: Mm-hmm. And it being a cartoon, uh, the limits are like there are none. They do everything in the show. We have t shirts that turn into giant like plants uh, to simple episodes about uh, Jimmy, what is it, like creates a robot brother. It's Jimmy like
2: clones himself into multiple different enemies.
1: Mm, e- like every time I think about it, uh, each episode that I can remember, I'm like, ah, oh, that'd be so much fun to talk about. So, uh, so I think uh, I'll, I'll say for myself, I think Love Island um, stood.
2: Uh, I, I think it had a stronger fight than I would have expected. It would have. If it were not up against Jimmy Neutron, I think this would have been a spirited conversation about Love Island. Mm-hmm. But where it is against Jimmy Neutron, I
1: don't... Between the two of them, my my head's got to go with Jimmy Neutron Boy Genius.
2: Yeah, I'm brain blasting out of here.
1: Yeah. All right. Um, so with that, then, uh, Jimmy Neutron is the first to advance uh, into the next round. And otherwise, we will... Um, Let's see, and then well, Love Island will join the Wheel of Losers. Okay. Goodbye, Love Island. Goodbye. I know it's. I feel like we uh, knew it for such a short amount of time, but it, it could have had a, a whole other situation in this tournament if not the number sixteen seed. So, all right. Next up, Ren. Bryce and Ren and Ren. I'm sorry, Bryce and Ren and House in the House <laughs> versus I, Bryce, I, Ren, and I, Carly in the House. Tell us about House, Ren. Why House?
2: House is a very long medical drama about mm-hmm. the most obnoxious doctor in the world. <laughs> he is very mean to his patients, but damn it, he gets results. Yes. Uh, House would be... It's a very wild card pick in that it would just be unlike anything we could have anticipated. It's a 44-minute serial drama episode. Most, most seasons are episodic, but there are <laughs> arcs for House. He is a deeply damaged character. Yes. The show deals a lot with medicine and psychology. It's not as accurate as something like Scrubs, but it's still more accurate than something like ER or Grey's Anatomy. So there'd be that interesting mm-hmm. element to discuss as well. But I do think House would become formulaic very fast.
1: With 177 episodes, Ren, uh, I fear the same. Uh, so before we talk too much about House, also, uh, no, I got to ask before we, we I even talk about iCarly, was the title, the podcast title, one of the most appealing parts about this being thrown into the
2: tournament? Bryce, how dare you! It was the only, and <laughs> throwing this into the tournament. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Bryce and Renan
1: House in the house, fantastic title, really, really good one. Uh, so good, we will we'll talk about it uh, momentarily then. Um, I Carly, so iCarly, this was my number two seed. It is. It gets us off of the the Disney Channel show vibes that that you were talking about at the beginning of the show. iCarly is a show about uh, a girl and her two best friends who start a online video sharing like website question mark uh, There's a, a lot of ambiguity with what it is that they exactly <laughs> run, but it is a show that was made when like YouTube was really starting to to pick up and be part of pop culture so iCarly takes a lot of notes from that it features a a great cast we got Miranda Cosgrove uh we got Gibby (laughs) we got we do got Gibby yeah Gibby is in here and I, I just know that the show is incredibly off the wall it's wacky there's you know scenario after scenario of fun things to talk about it's upbeat there's a lot of sass a lot of quips and uh her brother in this show is an, uh, an artist who somehow makes a living to to make this all happen I, I think actually her parents maybe pay for the apartment I don't know but her brother is just like such a great character and someone who you and I could have a lot of fun with so uh that's that's kind of my my take on iCarly okay yes uh and to your point 97 episodes of iCarly this feels like a a reasonable next step in our podcasting journey
2: yeah it's it's not quite two years but season two it's a Mm -hmm. a good uh, time for a podcast
1: yes uh and then uh, house let's talk house first and then we can maybe leave some notes with iCarly
2: over three years of House. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and is this is? Are people clamoring for commentary on House? And if they are clamoring for it, are you and I the people to provide that commentary? <sighs>
2: <laughs> we would be coming at it from some, such an impassionate place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that in itself would be funny. Mm-hmm. Yes. That house podcast nobody wanted. And
1: not like, what would be fun about it is I think the, watching the length of the episodes, you and I would probably talk an hour of 15 for the first maybe season. And then after that, I think we'd show up, have maybe 20 minutes worth of something to say, and then count down the days (laughs) till it's done. 22 minute episodes with commercial break. Yes. Uh, So quick little anecdote about house, uh, house and I. The first thing uh Netflix was just a DVD delivery by mail service. Wow! Is this also how you were how you were introduced to House? No way! So I, um, my parents were subscribed to it, and I found out that they had seasons of shows on on it. And as a I don't know middle schooler, high schooler at the time, it seemed unreasonable for me to spend forty dollars on a single season of House. Fair enough. So I instead subscribed to to it via netflix uh and we would get four episodes on a dvd by mail every like week week and a (laughs) half and i watched up until the end of season five of house via that method wow yes that is a real commitment to watching house on dvd yeah order (laughs) yeah so uh it does have a special place in my heart i also believe season four of house which um Takes inspiration from Survivor and Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, where uh, he's looking for new interns, mm-hmm. I think, and he starts with like 20. And then each episode, we lose like two or three of them until we have like the core three or four at the end of the season. Very, very fun
2: season of House. That's, that's interesting. I didn't know that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but otherwise, very
2: formulaic. Yeah. And Come on, it's iCarly. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: Yeah,
2: it's (laughs) just like thinking about it is fun.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: There's so much potential. It's a show that's meant for um, probably people like four or five years younger than us. Um, But also, I don't think that it is aged. I don't think it's timeless. Yeah, it's definitely not timeless. No, so I think now would be a really fun time to
2: talk about it. So, and it feels also like it's in the same spirit of Corey in the house, but in a very antithetical way. Exactly. Yes.
1: And and like almost more upbeat. Yeah. So, all right. Um, So with, uh, with what you're saying is, are you saying keep iCarly? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, I agree. So we will move iCarly forward into the tournament and we will say goodbye to house. All right. Um, next up.
2: <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be, a, I think this is going to be our first tough one. Will it? Right. <laughs> 13 episodes?
1: It's like a break. It's like we're taking a break from doing anything serious to watch 1600 Pet. <laughs> All right, tell us first about Rocco's Modern Life before we dive into uh, 1600 Pen. Uh,
2: Rocco's Modern Life is a Nickelodeon series that stars an Australian wallaby named Rocco and his friends Heifer and Filbert, who I believe are a bull and a turtle, respectively. <laughs> Rocco's Modern Life is a very experimental show from its storylines to its art style.
3: Mm hmm
2: it's, there's really, there was nothing like it at the time of its release, and there's never been anything quite like it since. It has a very modern sensibility to it. It almost feels forward thinking in its sense of humor, and it, it's one of those kids shows that's, that always, like, towed the line of adult humor without going too far and without, like, restraining itself too much. Mm -hmm. It's a show I loved a lot as a kid, and I find genuinely very funny. I think you would give us a lot to talk about, not just from the humor, but just the strange situations and concepts that the show ultimately deals with. Uh, One important little detail I want to point out Mm -hmm. is that one-fifth of Rocco's uh, audience, while it was airing in the 90s, was made up of adults, which is very high for a children's show that aired at children's times. Yeah. Uh, and for, it was on Nickelodeon at the time, right? Yes, it was. Like it always
1: was. So yeah, that is um, surprising that uh, like an audience was able to find it because it was before the internet. So before people would naturally, I'm sure, talk about it. But it's interesting that the audience was able to gravitate around Rockwell's modern life like that. Um, so what can I say about 1600 pen, that hasn't already been said? Right. <laughs>
2: <laughs> 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 You, you, <laughs> do your uh, 1600 pen uh, spiel and I'll tell you about my experience prepping for the show.
1: So I sat down yesterday and uh, watched the 1600 pen pilot episode, which sets us up with, uh, it's like if the West Wing were a comedy, right? Which the West Wing is already a pretty funny show. So, if we throw Josh Gad into the mix, it's gonna be hilarious. And let me tell you, I couldn't stop laughing from the moment it started to the moment it ended. Uh, some high points from the episode uh, I'd label, uh, I wrote down the words Josh Gad City because this feels like his show. Um, Josh Gad, uh, in the opening shot of the show, shoots a firework into a frat house and burns it down. Uh, and then he is put in charge of making a fire safety video. And while making it, sets fire to uh, a. I don't know, table in the room and then throws the on fire table out the window. So if you're not already thinking that's hilarious, uh, I got other good storylines for you. I got a stepmom who's married to the president, uh, a daughter who's pregnant and uh, two children who only appear for about 30 seconds of it. Uh, The president also uh, is really wacky and someone who uh, is, is a lot of fun. And why did I choose 1600 Pen? Why did oh I think? Price, why? Why did I think? Let's podcast about this. It's because uh, Corey, hate the character, love this setting.
2: That White <laughs> House,
1: it's so hard to leave. Uh, we could podcast about the West Wing, but uh, when it comes to that show, you know, I feel like it's very surface level, not a lot to look into. 1600 Pen, on the other hand, 13 episodes of pure solid gold uh i believe bryce and wren and we could definitely workshop the title but bryce and wren and josh gad in the house uh by the way uh this was my own doing but josh gad's name only has one d Uh, (laughs) so not andrew jett's part uh fault at all in any way uh but there's that Uh, and i so
2: that's my pitch that's 1600 pen for the podcast title bryce and wren in the house that's it and then we just yeah drop the mic
1: so uh Bryson ran in sixteen hundred pen, Nicole uh, whispered to me ominously. Bryson ran in sixteen hundred pen? Yeah, it rhymes. It's uh Nicole, that's great. Uh that that is actually flows versus this word vomit of a title. So Bryce so, You're
2: mm-hmm. a big pen head now, right? I mean I've seen the pilot once, so you could say yeah. Alright, so you'd call yourself a penny Mhm. Mm-hmm. So, to prepare, I watched the NP the NBC promo teaser trailer. (laughs) Uh Uh, In it, Josh Gad explains that although they are the first family, sixteen hundred Penn is an address like any other. I'd agree. Oh, I wouldn't agree. Is that Skip, who is Josh? Who is Josh Gad's character? Yeah, feels a lot like Corey and Sophie in one from the brief glimpse I got. <laughs> Tell me that's not chaos you'd
1: want to watch for. It's not. It's barely a commitment, Ren. <laughs> this is it's thirteen episodes and then it's canceled.
2: And like the other actress was saying, there's enough politics to build storylines off of, but the focus is on the family dynamic. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be at least one character we relate to, someone who we feel we are. That's another part of the yeah. Uh, I feel like that's a little bit of an insult to the audience, <laughs> just based on the characters I saw. So... 1600 Penn feels like a good successor to Cory in the House, in that beyond being set in the White House, it was also cancelled early. <laughs> cancelled very early. So we're only... barely getting, like, a cohesive show.
1: Yes, and it. I'm sure that the show <laughs> sets up storylines that it wanted to continue. This is also peak josh gad fandom where uh he is coming off hot of book of mormon but i believe uh before his fame as Olaf and frozen
2: yes it was before frozen so i remember wanting to watch this because mm-hmm. of book of mormon and then yes. not wanting to watch it because i saw the commercials
1: <laughs> listen no one has ever made it to episode 13 and lived to tell the tale you and i could be the first
2: to tell the uh, Nicole, story. Nicole has actually watched all of 1600 Pen. That
1: is so unfortunate, Nicole. <laughs> uh, I'm so sorry.
2: I watched so much television when that show came out that it was a, a flip in the radar. Ouch. Um, I'm feeling bad ever... for Rocco's Modern Life. <laughs> yeah, so do you...
1: Let's, let's give it a
2: little bit of love, Rocco's okay. Modern Life here. So, uh... To throw it a bone, it'll mm-hmm. <laughs> actually give us some real stuff to discuss because Rocco's Modern Life was also controversial during its run, precisely because it had an adult audience and it had adult humor. It dealt with social themes. It had satire on a level that's really not present in kids' shows at all.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So I feel like it's something you and I would be able to analyze on a deeper level than I think we'd expect which would be a lot of fun in its own right. And it's, it would take us exactly a year to get through. And then there's that there was a recent movie to wrap it all up. So there's um, a modern element to it as well. So, Ren. Um, and another important angle, I feel, uh-huh. that people know and like Rocco's Modern Life, so they'd be able to watch a lot. So they'd not only be able to watch along with us, they'd want to. Yeah, so uh, that is one of the things. Six, uh, 1,600 pen, lesser known show,
1: Rocco's Modern Life. Uh, like pretty much cult classic, right? I'd say so. So, this is tough. Uh, I, I am feeling, in my gut, that Rocco's Modern Life needs to needs to stick around for a little bit longer. Really? I mean, look at that face. Look at Josh Gad's face. It hurts. <laughs> it hurts to look at it while I say this,
2: but. It does hurt. Damn it. Part The 13 episode count is so appealing, but it's also mm-hmm. unappealing, because I feel like it's not going to give us enough time to, like, get a feel for things.
1: It'll be a, a waste of everyone's time involved.
2: But also, that it'd it just be nice to just do 13 weeks of this and then pick something else.
1: Mm-hmm. But also, do we want to go through this whole process just to have to do it again?
2: In thirteen weeks, do you like? Do you do you want to? I mean, that we're we're thinking too far ahead for sixteen hundred pen. Well,
1: well, I'm we're, like we're like
2: we're like acting like it's one.
1: Well, I know, but I'm saying like even if it's moved forward here, and if if it were to somehow squeak by and make it to the final four, like we need to consider do. In 13 weeks, do we want to go through this whole process again? Andrew
2: Jett probably is going to say no um, to, to wanting you know to go through it again. Good point. I'm going to go with the Jet of it all. I'm going to give it to Rocco. Can't Thank overwork, you. Andrew. No. Uh, right. So,
1: yeah, it, it hurts to say. Uh, I would have loved to stay in the White House a little bit longer, but I don't think the, the Josh Gad vehicle is the one that we're going to get into here. Not now, at least. No. Um, and I just want to give a, a little shout-out to Jacob, who's been... Uh, I've been reading your comments the whole time, Jacob. Uh, I'm glad that you're telling us that your vote would have gone to Josh, uh, Josh Gad. Uh, so there's going to be some controversy
2: here. But I'm glad I'm that also you're... peeking in on the chat and checking in on Jacob periodically. Yeah, I,
1: I'm uh, happy, though, that you're okay with us uh, moving forward with Rocco. So, all right. And who knows, Wren? Um, remember, any show that we're eliminating, it is not gone... For good. 1,600 right. pen could live to see another day via the Wheel of Losers, which I've been updating as we've been going along. Excellent. And so uh, we will move Rocco's Modern Life along to the next, next piece. And we are on to uh. um, what is going to be. I think this one, this feels to me like a, a legitimately interesting conversation that
2: we're about to have. It does. Uh, oh, damn it. I know. I'm, One, I'm one's so gotta so go. Matchup. <laughs> one's gotta go.
1: And it's gonna be tough. So, tell us about Clarissa. To those who are unfamiliar,
2: what is Clarissa Explains It All? Clarissa Explains It All is a teen sitcom starring Melissa Joan Hart of Sabrina the Teenage Witch fame. It has kind of a... The, it, the framing in it is that Melissa Joan Hart's character, Clarissa, addresses the audience pretty much all the time. Mm-hmm. It's kind of comparable to, you know, the office talking heads, but if like only Pam had a talking head. Yes. But Clisser Explains It All has a very, you know, whimsical dynamic. It was the show that headlined SNIC, which was the Saturday night Nickelodeon lineup. Oh. And I then it know was that. moved to Teen Nick. So they knew what their audience was with the mm-hmm. show. So, it, so it, it would be interesting to see because I feel like shows these days, there's kind of an all ages element to it where it's for the whole family or it's for kids. Well, Carissa explains it all like zones in on a very specific age range and target demographic. Mm-hmm. But it also has, like a, it has a lot of charm to it. Very whimsical series. It is. It's, it's super whimsical. Um, it feels very,
1: so I watched, this is one of the shows I watched for the first time yesterday. I watched an episode, um, super nineties. Yes. Me. Very. Um, the an episode that I watched, uh, Clarissa's parents were doing like a TV free week. Uh, oh, I watched that. I watched a clip from that episode on uh, YouTube. Yeah. The, the basic uh, like end result uh, was Clarissa made streaming. Uh, like modern day streaming, but back in the '90s. So, it was it was. I had a fun time with it. Uh, it was not my favorite of. You have a few shows on the list that really scream '90s to me. Yeah, it was not my favorite of them, um, but we'll we'll talk about Clarissa a little bit more in a second. Um, mm-hmm. Courage the Cowardly Dog. This is a Cartoon Network show, uh, in which uh, week to week we get. Courage, the Cowardly Dog, as as the show is called, the namesake, he lives with a uh, grumpy man named Eustace and a grandmother-esque figure named Muriel. They live in the middle of nowhere, and every week they have a different, uh, be it a psychological thriller, a scary monster, um, some unexplained event occur. And uh, it's all about courage, trying to both navigate it and then get rid of whatever the the creature or thing of the week is, and also mostly protect Muriel. Use this as always a naysayer. He's always like, "This isn't happening," and always gets kind of like the butt of the joke is always him. Uh, This show scared me as a kid. Me too. I found it very scary as a child. There are episodes of it that are are pretty creepy,
2: and I genuinely disturbing.
1: Yeah, and uh, even as an adult, I think that there are still episodes that probably would still be classified in that category. Um, I think it could be fun to talk about because each week is really something that's going to be different, really absurd, really out of left field, and we'll be able to maybe like gauge which episodes are the creepiest, which uh, like, what would we do in that situation? Uh, Courage is also a character who doesn't usually talk. Uh, he yeah. might have a line of dialogue here and there, but he, he's not very talkative. So um, it kind of is a, I think a throwback to the more modern age of like cartoons where it's really, really visual. So you
2: and I, I think, could paint some really pretty pictures, Ren. We could encourage of... has some really fantastic art direction and animation.
1: Yes. So, um, who knows? Who knows what uh, what it could look like? And so, these are the two shows that are up against each other. And personally, I do gotta say it's tough. It is. This tough. is a tough one. Uh, tell me a little bit more about uh, long term. Clarissa explains it all. So, I, like I said, I watched a, a single episode. Mm-hmm. Each episode um is
2: it uh like is there a theme to it and there's a theme to each episode it's an episodic series but considering it's a coming of age series clarissa grows up she you know she develops as a character like in, in a way that like a kids show character develops but clarissa explains it all it has storylines and it has a, a definitive ending as well mm-hmm so there is that element. It, it's a complete... It's as complete a story a 90s kids sitcom can be. Yeah.
1: Um, and I think because of its history as well, it clearly paves the way to
2: what television for this age range ultimately turns into, right? I mean, uh, in many respects, it is the Nickelodeon sitcom progenitor. Mm-hmm. It's like Drake and Josh exists because Clarissa explains it all exists exactly uh so
1: clarissa explains it all i i do feel like it could be fun uh, courage the cowardly dog so are you checking out these comments right now Ren? i'm not so um jenna who's downstairs and also tuned in at the moment um uh who I, i live with my fiance uh she is saying that she doesn't want courage in her house on a weekly basis uh and i gotta respect that I, I got to understand uh, why one would not want Courage the Cowardly Dog to be in our house on a weekly basis. Counterpoint, it's important to confront your fears. Okay, so, hmm, you know, Ren, it is a, a good point. I think that this, uh, what I'll say is I think that that makes this round at least a little bit easier for me uh in that i will i will give this one to jenna i'm okay sacrificing courage uh not just because it's it's courage being gone but also because it's against clarissa which is a show that i'm probably just as okay with
2: all right as courage clarissa has a strong 90s vibe Mm -hmm. i'm sad it had to be this way but clarissa clarissa lives courage died so clarissa could live Mm -hmm. and keep in mind like even through all of this uh there is you know
1: only so much logic that can be applied to the wheel. So, all right. Um, let's go on. Congrats to Clarissa. it out of it. Oh, okay. Danny Phantom. Mhm. Uh, okay. Danny Phantom ren. Uh What is the what is Danny Phantom? Let's Danny talk about did, it. Yeah.
2: yeah. Danny Phantom is lightning in a bottle. I f- I'd say mm-hmm. it is. I don't I don't know what number show it is, but Butch Hartman, the creator of Fairly Odd Parents, he worked on Danny Phantom after Fairly Odd Parents. Mm-hmm. Unlike Fairly Odd Parents, while Danny Phantom does have an episodic element to it, it has full story arcs, it has full character arcs, and it has like genuine world building that develops. It's basically like, a Western anime in the way that Avatar The Last Airbender kind of is. Mm-hmm. And it's just a, it's just a cool, fun show with a great world, fun cast of characters. And, it, and I, I probably have a lot of nostalgia for it, and I always loved the how each week had a different ghost character.
1: Yeah, it has elements of, like, lore as well, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Where uh, it really it's does build on hit. itself.
1: Yeah, so... Um, Danny Phantom. I also think it's interesting that uh, of the two Nickelodeon Butch Hartman shows, um, this is the one that she went with over Fairly Odd Parents. Little, I, uh, I little, I little Richard.
2: <laughs> is, it, is it the cosmo of it all? Fairly Odd Parents is just so long at this point. It's 172 episodes. Yeah. And that's not including it's like TV movies and specials and the live action mm-hmm. films and the Jimmy Neutron crossovers mm-hmm. and all the video games, Bryce. <laughs> no. But we have a. So if the show that we get is
1: available on Video Now, do we have to uh, also get the Video Now discs and watch it on a Video Now device? Yes. Okay. It's uh, Only fair. So. I like that Danny Phantom's here. Uh, I gotta be honest. Happy to see it here. Uh, Very welcomed. And in that same sense, uh, my pick for uh, this round, um, The Amanda Show.
2: Mm Rice, tell us about The Amanda Show. So this... feelings on it.
1: Yeah, so this would be a a really unique pick, in my opinion. We're looking at shows that are, you know, sitcom-esque, right? Uh, Or they follow... The pretty basic structure. The Amanda show is not that. It is a sketch comedy. There are some recurring characters throughout the show. We get Totally Kyle, who is is great. We get Moody, star of Moody's Point. Uh, and we also get the origins of the Drake and Josh friendship. That's right, we So do. So there's a lot of interesting things here with the Amanda show. It again feels very 90s uh, I think you and I could have a lot of fun riffing on different sketches. Uh, perhaps even making one massive, massive, like tier list of the sketches. And uh, which, what is the best? The Amanda Show sketch. You and I could dance with the lobsters in the courtroom. And I, I, just, I think we'd have a blast uh, throwing it back to the Amanda Show. This is a show that uh, I felt was peak comedy when I was younger, and. <laughs> To an extent, uh, there are some elements of it that I still stand by are peak comedy for, uh, like, Nickelodeon television. So it th- I just have a lot of love for it. I definitely have nostalgia goggles,
2: but uh, I had to put it in the running for us. It would be an interesting one to watch because I do not have nostalgia goggles for oh, it. Oh, okay. Uh, the Amanda Show is no all that. <laughs> Uh, I, I like
3: think...
2: it. Mm-hmm. I I like liked parts of it. Mm-hmm. But there is a lot about the Amanda Show that I find extremely obnoxious. Like Meatloaf cereal? No, that's funny. Okay. What what it's do you find? It's cereal's funny, but like the prank phone call bit, the maha mm-hmm. character. Maha. There are a lot of bits that are just insufferable to me. Bottom of the barrel humor. Mm-hmm. But then we're not we're not stuck with it. You know, it's
1: Courtney is in a couple of episodes, but there's always another sketch right around the corner. <laughs> another uh, sketch where they're trapped in a bathtub, and whoever the last one remaining is gets a case of money. Like those gold, there's a lot of gold in the Amanda show. Uh, you also mentioned that it's no all of that. Ren, I completely disagree. Uh, I am Team Amanda show. Way over all that. If all of that were here instead of the Amanda show, would
2: would that have been a closer race for you? I mean, all that is Diet SNL. I don't even know what the Amanda show is. It's like oh carbonated water. I am disgusted <laughs> with the way that you're
1: talking about the Amanda show right now. She is hysterical. She's funny. There's a reason why she then was the star in many movies. Name name eight. Amanda Bynes movies? Yes.
2: Okay. Uh if I can do eight. Uh I'm not. If you, can, if you can name eight Amanda Bynes films off the top of your memory, <laughs> the Amanda show moves on to the next round. She has this is let so, me so count, much pressure. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. She has nine movies. Oh my gosh. Name eight <laughs> of them.
1: <sighs>
2: okay.
1: Okay. Uh, I will go first with, um, okay, Big Fat Liar, uh-huh. Frankie Muniz. That's her cinematic debut. Yep. Robots. Uh, she's yep. the voice of Piper. Two. Or pronounced as Pfeiffer. She has like a lisp in it. Yep. Um, and so, what else? Uh, Sydney White.
2: Yep. Three. Okay.
1: Um, She's the Man. Four. Hairspray. Five. I got three more. Um Amanda Bynes movies. Oh no, Ren. Oh no. Uh, um what else is she in? What was like the last time we saw her? was probably hairspray. Um, okay, Ren. I, I concede. You concede? Yeah. What What are the other... Can you tell me what the four are that I missed? Charlotte, Sweb 2,
2: Wilbur's Great Adventure. No. Uh, I actually girl, did know she's in that. What a Girl Wants. Yep. She's the Man. I said that. Oh, Love Wrecked. Sorry, I read the wrong thing. Love Wrecked. And EZA. Easy A. She's in... E- with um, Emma
1: Stone? Yeah. Oh. I did not know that she was in that. I am personally I'm feeling personally defeated right now <laughs> that my my knowledge of five Amanda Bynes movies couldn't push the Amanda show onto the next round
2: I'm you not have no choice but to move Danny Phantom, Danny on Phantom. to the next round
1: yeah this um, is my spoil. well if it's there I will in the next round then I will save my my further thoughts for Danny Phantom for then <laughs> all right uh, the Amanda Show goes on the wheel of losers, and Danny Fanto <laughs> <laughs> stays around, sticks around for, uh, for more. All right. Uh, let's see what's next, Ren. Okay. All
2: right. Um, Blossom. Rice and Ren and mm. Blossom in the house? Yes. Blossom is an NBC sitcom that was notorious for having a bunch of very special episodes during its run. It's the kind of show you you remember that episode of Fresh Prince of Bel Air Mm -hmm. where Carlton buys a gun. Uh, I so I my knowledge of Fresh Prince very limited. Uh, I don't I don't remember. I'm I'm trying to think of a what's a good you remember that episode of Boy Meets World where Corey mm. finds the sat answers in the trash so
1: spoiler alert i've never seen boy meets world
2: are you serious we'll talk about that
1: in a little bit rice why are but... you making
2: this so difficult
1: <laughs> come I, on I just try give to. Me, just like give me a, a, a common sitcom, sitcom. <laughs> come on i watch a lot of tv just what's name the, one what's
2: a very special episode uh, of
1: Full house no yeah I've, I've seen a lot of full house there's um the one that stands out to me is like
2: the um the one with stephanie's friend who's getting hit by his dad Yes. Yeah. So Blossom is like that every other episode. <laughs> but like no nowhere near as tactful half the time. Yeah. Uh,
1: so the character of Blossom, this was another show that was new yeah. to me, Ren. The, the character of Blossom has a fun nineties vibe to it. Yeah. And her her thing is like I'm up and coming, right? It's like I'm
2: going through these changes. Blow uptuating yes uh
1: i found her to be insufferable (laughs) Uh, i'll I'll say say more in a second but let's talk zach and cody for a minute uh the sweet life of zach and cody a, a disney channel show that has a really fun group of characters it has uh The twins who lead the show, Zach and Cody. Cody is more of like your brainy guy. Zach is, I'm going to take the easy route. And the lesson is always about uh, them, usually Zach taking the easy route and then it blowing up in their faces. Cody is just like collateral damage the entire time. So uh, the people who we got, I mean, Mr. Mosby, uh, Phil Lewis, really a great character, uh, he puts his heart and soul into the show and every scene with him, it shows uh, he's passionate. He's here. Uh, this is like Ashley Tisdale's big breakout show. Uh, we get uh, London Tipton, who is a complete parody of Paris Hilton and everything that she does. Uh, so she's great. Uh, we get our like different side characters that live in the hotel or work in the hotel. We get Arwin, who's like the repairman. And uh, he's really wacky. Uh, Esteban, uh, there's there's a lot of good in The sweet Life of Zach and Cody. The hotel is a setting. It is set in our home city of Boston. Uh, they go to a Red Sox game in one episode. I do uh, remember and, that. And it's only 87 episodes. So, you and I are spending roughly a year and some change, uh, a lot of change, talking about the sweet Life of Zack and Cody. Um, it's, I think it's a no-brainer here, personally,
2: between these two. You think so, Bryce? I. That's how I'm feeling. <laughs> I I also feel heavily towards Zack and Cody. Oh, I think mean, it would be more fun to talk about. I was so scared there. <laughs> um, I can't argue for Blossom when it's against Zack and Cody. No, it's
1: so Blossom was a fun show for me to discover and watch an episode of, um, I watched an episode where she had her first kiss and, um, I don't know if it was her first kiss. She wanted to go to second base with a boy. Uh, and that was the whole setup. Uh, it's her living in a house with a bunch of like guys, right? Is that, I assume I, that's what I was able to, she
2: she loses a bunch of men.
1: Yeah. Like that's what I was able to understand from her living situation. Uh, just
2: Blossom and the boys?
1: Yeah, fun little gimmick. Uh, I could talk about it for at most 24 episodes, but thinking about the idea of 114 episodes, and if you're saying that they're all, like, special episodes, I just don't have the the sympathy or the heart for the character to stick with <laughs> her that long. Um, to a certain point, I'll, I'd just be okay with Blossom um, facing whatever doom and gloom might be around the corner.
2: So... Price, I do have one problem with you picking Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, though. Yeah, what is it? Why wouldn't you pick Sweet Life on Deck and make mm-hmm. this a show where we only talk about sitcoms? I mean, spin offs? <laughs> so, <laughs> without, the reason... without ever talking about the
1: original mm-hmm. series. <laughs> uh, so, the reason why I went with the Sweet Life of Zack and Cody instead of the Sweet Life on Deck um, is simply because the setting. Big I just I,
2: fan.
1: uh and and I like Ashley says a lot yeah uh, but no the, the setting I think that the hotel is a lot more interesting then again school on a boat is pretty fascinating but the the it's hotels Boston. yeah the, the hotel Boston. setting is fun the Boston setting is fun you and I could have a lot of good commentary with it um and there's just there's episodes of, of Zach and Cody that I know would be hilarious to talk about I don't know about the hit miss ratio with Sweet Life on deck. And I wasn't willing to, after Corey, wasn't as willing to take that risk. (laughs) Fair enough. um, All right. So we'll send Blossom to the wheel and we will um, advance the Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. Okay. So
2: this, this fucking sucks. I know.
1: I, I wish that we could do one. I wish that we could do both. I wish that we could just take them both and they could like automatically advance to four. I don't know.
2: It's classified doesn't have any
1: episodes. Um oh, I'll quickly pull that off right now. Um and although I can't update the graphic on the screen, but we'll have it. Um
2: uh so I'll start talking about it has fifty four yeah. episodes. Wow. Perfect a yep. over here. So, Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide stars a trio of friends trying to get through middle school. As the titular Ned Bigsby writes his own school survival guide mm-hmm. with new big tips. Bigby? Bigby? He's not a Bigsby. Yep. No. <laughs> just Ned Bigby. This was this is a fun show with a lot of style, uh, mm-hmm. great sense of humor. Like, even not even like good for a kids show. Just good sense of humor for a show. Yes. Very funny. Good comedic timing. Great chemistry with the cast. It's relatable without being, like, too dour or dramatic about school. Mm -hmm. It just, it captures that kind of, like, it's that feeling you think about when you remember the good days of being in school as a kid. It's that nostalgia of hanging out with your friends, like, in between class. Yes. And Just trying to get through the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I'm excited
1: to talk about uh, Nets Classified here. I'm happy it's here. Uh, some background, uh, like uh, behind the scenes knowledge here. When Ren and I first put our initial list of 16 together, uh, Nedzi Classified was one of the two shows that showed up on both my list and Ren's. Yep. Um, so it's a show that uh, clearly we both feel uh, strongly enough about at least belonging here in the tournament. So my pick here, uh, what Nuzi classified is up against, is Hey Arnold. Uh, hey Arnold is a show about a kid with a football head living at a um, living with his grandparents in uh, in a city. He has a slew of friends, which all have very unique and quirky personalities. We get some episodes uh, that are just your typical run of the mill, like uh, stories about a kid experiencing life in school and different uh, social situations that exist there. Uh, But we also get wacky episodes where there's an urban legend about a hidden treasure on an island. And so all the kids go to the island. Uh, This show, the artistic uh, style is really unique. It has jazz music that's kind of like infused behind a lot of the scenes. And it's uh, means a lot to me the hair hey Arnold is a show that's very important to me and with the way that the grandparents uh interact with arnold uh that relationship is something that's really unique and i could just see every single episode being a lot of fun to dissect
2: and understand i agree hey arnold has a very slice of life quality to it where even at its most outlandish it's tackling real themes mm-hmm. like it's relatable and it's Thought-provoking without feeling preachy. It is. It exposits genuine lessons without, you know, dumbing things down for mm-hmm. kids. And it's surprisingly nuanced with its takes on morality and yep. right and wrong, and just the way life works out. Good things don't always happen to good people. It's a very mature show, which is mm-hmm. surprising, given when it came out and the fact that it was on Nickelodeon. Yeah. Uh, so... Just saying that, Ren, these two shows against each
1: other, like both Arnold and Ned as characters are, they are the, the straight man yeah. of the shows. They are surrounded by characters who the situations uh, get really wacky all around them. And uh, like you said, in both cases, like not everything always works out for them, but they are the anchor to both these shows both really strong developed characters. The humor is also humor that you and I both, I think, find funny for both shows. So yeah, this is awful.
2: (laughs) This is really awful. (sighs) This it's it's so hard because they're both excellent examples of what they're trying to accomplish. Mm -hmm. Mm Ned's declassified is it's like the perfect Nickelodeon sitcom but hey arnold is just this exemplary animated show um what it comes down to here for me
1: just thinking about the two which so the question i posed at the beginning of this what is going to be more fun to podcast about week to week um this this is also very hard to answer well so okay why why is it hard
2: for you to answer that question because I feel like they both be equally fun to discuss. They give us, they they both give us two very different like breeding rounds of mm-hmm. conversation. But they're both dense. Ned's Declassified creates this entire ecosystem out of its school system, and it has yeah. this hierarchy hier- hierarchy of characters. And there's also that element of them aging from each season throughout the years, and the fact that it does have a definitive ending. Mm-hmm. But hey, Arnold. It's an incredibly experimental show. That The musical element of it, there's really nothing like it in a kid's show. It gives it so much style and class. And I don't know, there are just so many... I, I'm thinking about episodes of Hey Arnold that I would love to discuss. Mm-hmm. Like Scoop Kid or the Pigeon Man or the Ghost on the Train. Yeah. There's but, so much to pick at eventually. I think with that
1: in mind, like with Hey Arnold... You got to remember that for every one of those episodes, there's an episode about a school bully or like there's an episode about um, a side character who like it's they're just not that interesting, like Stinky. Stinky has a few solo episodes. Um, But with that said, some of the really fun characters who have really deep backstories are developed through like their
2: own episodes as well. And um, e- even that, like even yeah. with lesser characters having episodes, it shows that hey, Arnold was willing to take a chance with its cast and yeah. place an ensemble, which is simply something you don't see mm-hmm. in kids television. Um, Ned brings us tips. That's week. true. That'd be a fun element.
1: Like, to it could be so good um, for you and I to—I don't know how we would integrate it necessarily, but we would for sure integrate these tips into the podcast. Uh, so,
2: I don't know, Ren. I ultimately, I'm going to, I'm going to let the episode count determine it. I'm going to give it to Ned. Okay. I'd rather yep. spend one year with Ned than nearly two years with Hey Arnold.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yep, Ned is at um,
1: fifty-four episodes, so we would do a year of Ned's declassified, and then uh, there would be. But we'd be able to essentially like move on. Yeah, new blood. So,
2: 1600
1: pen. Um, finally, back into the White House with 1600 pen. Uh, okay, so I hate saying goodbye to Hey Arnold, but uh, I'm okay. Like, Nessie Classified has an element of zaniness that is consistent throughout it. Yeah, that Hey Arnold's Harold hey does have sometimes more low key, more like somber episodes. So I, I, I think I'm okay with saying goodbye to Harold hey right now um, and hope that the wheel does it justice. <laughs> All right. Uh, and I will take Netsy Classified then. Goodbye, Harold.
2: Hey goodbye. What a champion. Oh. What a great, great, great image
1: Which which one do you like? The, both uh, of them, they're both so yeah.
2: good
1: Yeah, they're, they're very great They both
2: look so authentic
1: um, Tell us about the your pick here uh, The New Adventures of Bryce and Ren and Old Christine in the house uh, Being <laughs> the show The New Adventures
2: of Old Christine Tell us about that show so, The New Adventures of Old Christine is a late 2000s sitcom, which I have not seen. But Nicole has. Nicole, oh. it was very funny. Uh, the reason I chose it was just mainly because of the time frame. Mm-hmm. I haven't really seen a lot of sitcoms from this era. And, you know, outside of something like, I guess, How I Met Your Mother, stuff. S- sitcoms from this generation aren't getting, like, deep critical analysis. No. It would be interesting to look at something that's still kind of contemporary a decade removed that by all accounts isn't seems like a pretty typical sitcom um yes so
1: i'm a little bit upset now it means i have now watched more of this show which you picked uh (laughs) than you have seen of it (laughs) uh but that's okay I'm glad that I watched an episode because uh, otherwise I was very unsure about how I feel about it. And now I have some strongly developed feelings about the new adventures of old Christine. Uh, so I picked, uh, my pick here is DCOMs, Disney Channel Original Movies. We watch all of them. That, like that, that's the podcast. We some watch... of them would be
2: horrible. Some of them would be great. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, we watch all the Disney Channel original movies. I think that this is something that could really bring a lot of people to the podcast, Ren. Uh, where you and I are talking about Cadet Kelly, Halloween Town, um, Smart House, these movies that are nostalgic to a whole generation. And then you and I just talk about them. We, we, well, red what in do the we like? The Megaplex. Exactly. So like, um children children we could talk talk about the, the fantastic <laughs> fantastic monologues that exist in the phantom of the megaplex there is and every single week would be different we watch a terrible disney channel original movie next week could be something great uh we could do it in uh, order of the timeline of disney channel original movies where we're watching it from the earliest that's available on Disney plus to the newest, or we could also do it where we um, pick out of a hat each week or just choose a random one (coughs) to do. So there's a lot of different ways that we could make the format of this podcast fun Mm -hmm. uh, and something that people look forward to. So uh, there's like a lot of good Disney channel original movies out there. um, And a lot of ones that people don't talk about. And
2: you and I would have to Halloween Town 2, Calabar's Revenge. I've never seen it. Really? How and about Halloween Town High? Seen that one uh, a lot. All right. Yeah. So, uh, what do we think, Red? Bryce, Bryce, Bryce. <laughs> when we arrive in this world, magic is all around us. Uh, we simply have to see a baby discover a butterfly or a toddler splash in the bath for the first time. And yet as the years pass, simple pleasures aren't quite so simple to find. Myths and legends fall away. Santa's secrets are revealed. Card tricks lose their fascination. True wonder is hard to come by. But there's always magic at the Disney Channel original movies. This, this I am in pain.
1: <laughs> uh, to to those unaware, that was a, a monologue from... Uh, <laughs> The Disney Channel original movie, Phantom of the Megaplex, which Ren and I, uh, once upon a time, watched uh, in my old apartment. Uh, there's, with uh, the Disney Channel original movies, Ren, like, can you think of some of them that you're, like, really excited to, po- like, would be excited to podcast about? Rank. Yeah. Johnny Tsunami. hmm um, Does Xenon stand the test of time? Only one way to find out cheetah girls one two maybe there's a third one i
2: don't know but we would watch it there are three of them but raven simone is only in the first two yeah i think there's controversy um that'd be fun to get into but so like we get the first two high school musicals Mm -hmm. yeah
1: there's there's a, a lot of good stuff there and what's also nice is that we're seeing we get a few disney channel stars so like jason dolly for example pops up in three of them so we're getting still like a nice wide spread of Disney Channel stars. Uh, There's also a lot of Disney Channel original movies that existed post me watching, like me once I aged out of Disney Channel. That, uh, like there's I believe that there's one called Descendants about the kids of Disney villains. That's super popular
2: now. I'm pretty sure that's a franchise.
1: Yeah. um, Not meant for you and I to podcast about, but could be good. Let's make it Um, happen.
2: Um, the New Adventures of Old Christine, Bryce. Tell me your feelings before we give Disney Channel original movies the win. Yeah, uh,
1: I, I'm glad that I have now seen an episode. I thought it was very funny. Mm-hmm. It reminds me a lot of um, Big if Big Little Lies were a comedy. Okay, that's the setup. Are you have you watched Big Little Lies? No. Okay, um, but just the the basic premise of like. Uh, a group of moms who all have their kids who go to this, like, wealthy elementary school. The moms are overinvolved. involved um, The vibes I got from this, like, uh, I'm, I'm an absolute sucker for uh, Julia Louise Dreyfus. Mm-hmm. So I, I felt like it was a little bit unfair for this show to be thrown at me. Because like, oh my gosh, like, I'd love to watch it. And to be honest, I might spend some time watching this show. Do I want a podcast about it? No, I don't.
2: I don't. Right. Mm-hmm. Are you saying that because we're going up against Disney Channel original movies, or are you saying that because you hate Old Christine and you <laughs> don't want her in your house? Uh, n- uh neither. Really. Uh, I don't. <laughs> I don't
1: dislike Old Christine by any means. Uh, the pre- like the name of the show, "The New Adventures of Old Christine." She becomes Old Christine because her uh, ex-husband is now
2: dating a new younger girl, also named Christine. Would you watch an old, sh- a, a show about her called The Old Adventures of New Christine, where she relives past experiences? Yeah, that would change everything. That would change everything.
1: Uh, but unfortunately, it's not that. <laughs> and
2: I'm with you. I am going to give it to decoms here. I mean, there's just so much variety. And like yeah. you said, it just every week would be something completely new Mm -hmm. uh yeah it would be so fresh
1: and do you
2: yeah well let's talk
1: about it in the next round but i want to talk about the idea of watching a movie versus podcasting about a show yes as well so all right uh dcoms advances new adventures of uh old christine gone
2: oh (laughs) hmm rice and ren and the new scooby-doo movies in the house Mm-hmm. so the new scooby-doo movies is a spinoff of the scooby-doo franchise these episodes are 44 minutes rather than 22 minutes each one has a celebrity guest star uh sometimes it's a real person like don Knotts. sometimes it's a fictional character like batman and robin other times it's the entire harlem globetrotters <laughs> and when i do say other times i do mean other times they show up i believe <laughs> at least three times It's Scooby-Doo with a guest star. It's fun. You know, every episode has its own mystery. There are light horror elements. There's an emphasis on comedy. The whole gang has their own quirky dynamic that plays off these guest stars who come in. And, you know, they're always voiced by someone who is popular in the era. It's like when Batman appears, he's voiced by Adam West, and that's really who the real guest star is. Yeah. Uh, I love the Scooby-Doo gang.
1: And like with the extra added element of a guest star who's gonna be in some cases someone who I am very unsure as to who they are or why they are
2: uh, impactful enough to be alongside Scooby Doo. I like that. I like that. We give us something to talk about each week mm-hmm. because it would naturally fulfill our guest star role. Mm-hmm. Um, that's so Bryce
1: and Ren and Raven in the house. <laughs> we couldn't. We couldn't think about what's next without thinking about the possibilities of what we're leaving behind. (laughs) (laughs) It'd be impossible. That's a Raven. You and I have already podcasted about an episode. We know that there is some great potential there. Uh, I think that's a Raven is a far superior show to Corey in the house.
2: Absolutely. Even just the funny moments montage Mm -hmm. I watched on YouTube was infinitely more compelling than Corey is on an average basis. Mm-hmm. I think that knowing, uh,
1: like being able to see Corey as we see him now and Victor as well, since those are the two characters that are brought over from that's a Raven would give us a lot of context and some nice continuity to fans who are people who are already fans of our, our current podcast. Uh, Eddie and Chelsea from just the episode that we watched of That's So Raven, I feel like I could watch them for like more than
2: 100 episodes. 200, 300 episodes. <laughs> 300? I, Are you really saying you would watch 300 episodes of That's So Raven? I would.
1: I would watch every episode three times. <laughs> Red, Eddie and Chelsea spent a whole
2: episode making and eating a lasagna. That's So a Raven. It, it, it. You can tell... Watching, Thinking back on That's a Raven, what Corey in the house is trying to do.
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, they're trying to capture the magic that That's a Raven captured. And Corey in the house ultimately fails, but uh, we know That's a Raven ha- does it, right? Uh, and she's psychic. Like, we haven't talked about the best part, the coolest part. She, The show is powered by the fact that she is psychic and then thinks she sees something and doesn't. Would I worry in think about That's a Raven, would that element get old to talk about? The setup, that build up, is pretty much the same every episode. 100 episodes of Psychic Visions.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, do you, do you see That's a Raven in our future, Ren? I don't, it, it makes sense. It would make sense to do That's a Raven next. It would be appropriate to <clears throat> do That's a Raven next. It would be an improvement as well. I don't know if it's between That's So Raven and the new Scooby-Doo movies, but also there, an, L, an aspect of the new Scooby-Doo movies is that it's old and it's dated. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure episodes will feel their age, and not necessarily in a fun way each week. Yeah. No, it... There are... Or, mm-hmm. What are you gonna say? But we'd also be done with Scooby-Doo way faster yeah. than we would be That's So Raven.
1: Twenty four. 24 episodes of scooby-doo half a year done with the gang onto something else Uh, that's a raven would be a pretty much a a continuation of our current project it would and but then would it also set us up for we watch that's a raven and then we have to watch raven's home
3: because Uh, it's like
1: you know what i mean at that point two-thirds of the way done i see that's a raven in our future i don't see it in our future uh, after directly after Corey in the house. I agree. I think we need some time away from the Baxters. Uh, it'll do us well to be away. But I, I couldn't not put it in the tournament round. I felt like it was only
2: fair. It could have advanced to the next round. Will it? In the right? No, mm-hmm. it won't. Okay. It's going to okay. Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Uh, the the Scooby-Doo
1: gang is just, uh, there's some fun potential there. There is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, okay. Uh, Raven will join the Wheel of Losers. Um, There's an episode where they turn into cows.
2: There is the Halloween episode. Mm -hmm.
1: But you and I will never talk about it (laughs) ever again. Who knows? Uh, All right. And Scooby Doo will go ahead and advance and move forward. All right. So, um, next up. you are going to talk about episodes, Ren. Number of episodes. Here we go. Oh, there we go. Uh, Batman versus
2: Full House. 120 episodes versus 192. Uh, this All is... Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm clutching my head right now. You can't Commitment. <laughs> this is a full-on commitment. All right. Batman 1966. This is the Adam West live-action Batman series. It is known for giving Batman a goofy image that the 70s and 80s comics uh, strived to work off as best they could. But what a lot of people don't know is that the Batman 66 started as a slightly dramatic series in its first season before transitioning into full on zany, wacky bat repellent, shark repellent Batman that everyone knows and loves. I think this would be fun to watch. Because like New Scooby-Doo Adventures, it's a show that also uses a lot of celebrities famous for the era. So that give us a lot of people to talk about per week. It has a recurring roster of villains that it rotates through Batman's rogues gallery. Uh, just the costuming and set design, it really captures the style of, of that era of comics. The color, the vibrancy of it, how it kind of straddles a line between child-friendly and adult content. It's a it'd be a weird weird show.
1: Full House, I will not back down. <laughs> uh, full House compared to Batman, uh, compared to anything, Full House is going to be the next show that we podcast about.
2: Really, you th- you think it'll make it all the way to the end? One
1: hundred and ninety two episodes, all <laughs> one hundred ninety two episodes, we will podcast about. And it doesn't even stay good. So, but, but is it ever good? Is it ever really good, Ren?
2: I mean, I actually think the the initial premise of uh, Danny living with his brother in law and like his high school buddy to raise his three half orphan daughters that's a good mm-hmm. premise, and it, it stays interesting until they shift the focus to the daughters and it becomes a kids sitcom. Yeah. Uh, so, Full House is
1: the, like, the quintessential sitcom. Uh, it is th- the premise Ren just described. Like that's, that's ultimately what it is. It does change focus to be mostly about uh, the girls. But realistically, uh, that's what the show was about the whole time. Watching them grow up before our eyes. And 192 episodes worth of watching them grow up before our eyes could be a lot of fun.
2: It could uh, be a lot of fun. It could be a lot of misery.
1: Each character has their own catchphrase. Ren, and, you and I could repeat uh, and maybe do a tally of uh, Michelle uh, is
2: the little baby. <laughs> so... <laughs> the, the, the We'll tally the catchphrase. My personal favorite, Michelle is the little baby. I always love when Danny... Walks into the room and says, Oh, Michelle's the little baby.
1: <laughs> uh no, it's like uh, how wooed we get from Stephanie. Oh um, my manta. You got it, dude. Um cut it out, have cut mercy. It out. Like Full House. I don't know. There's just a lot of good comedy in there. Uh, at least that's what the laugh track <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's What <the> laugh track <laughs> tells us. I, I think you are being kinder to Full House because, you know, it's like a family member. It's like Grandpa. <laughs> but he's exhausted. The kindness he deserves. So, Full House once took me to Disney
1: World and I would like to repay the favor by podcasting about it for 192 episodes
2: bryce i just Mm -hmm. don't know if i want to commit to full house that long so here's the my my problem is that just the back half of the show it just it becomes so considerably less fun for me okay what if we what if we do two episodes a week (sighs) it's not in the spirit it's not
1: right (laughs) It gets cut down from what almost four years to two years. A full house. At that point, we should just commit and do the whole thing. <laughs> so okay, so what you want to do? Four years, okay. Um, so sounds good, Ren.
2: We'll do we'll do
1: four years. of full house. I, I
2: have not. I have not settled on full oh. house yet. You have not uh, made a convincing do, argument.
1: Do you, you want to talk Batman? <laughs> I, I already did michelle the little baby Mich- um, Michelle
2: okay. the little baby
1: so batman. so batman
2: also has catchphrases uh robin is my little sidekick he says that a lot <laughs> <laughs> robin the little baby <laughs> uh so I think one big point in Batman's favor is the production value of it. Okay. For a late 60s show, I don't did you watch an episode? Did you watch an episode? I anywhere? watched I watched an episode, yes. I th- I think it has a really nice sense of style to it.
1: Yeah. Uh I actually I I really loved it. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I really really liked it. Uh, I watched an episode with Mr. Freeze. Um, um and in the episode there was like humor spread throughout the special effects existed and that like i I feel like there's a lot that you and i could do to to roast 1966's special effects on this budget television show uh what honestly got me Mm -hmm. was um the to be continued feature the like i love
2: that element
1: it was like will robin stay uncool forever or will he finally be cool? And it was like relevant to the plot, but also just like a funny <laughs> line. Um, no, I thought it was really funny. I think that we... Uh, 1966 uh, is far enough away that there's a lot to riff on. There's a lot of history, I'm sure, behind the show.
2: Yeah, there's. I'm sure there's a lot we could discuss.
1: Yeah. Um, I am okay <laughs> Uh, I, I was totally BSing with Full House I am okay not uh, Podcasting for four years About Full House I am totally okay with that And moving Batman forward
2: uh, It's funny Because last night I was thinking Would I be okay podcasting Full House? No
1: we, we would quit halfway through
2: I really think we would Because I even Like Nick at night would just rotate the show like Mm -hmm. whenever it ended it would always just start over again and distinctively i remember i always liked those last few seasons less Mm -hmm. the more it became about michelle and like phased out like even phasing out stephanie and dj the less interested i became in the show together
1: yeah it full house um i also don't think situations wise the the situations that are had in that show are usually relationship based so it's not like, um, can you believe that they had to put on a funny costume and like do something like that? Like it's, it's not like Corey or it's not like other shows that we're looking at here where well, there's well, like the
2: structured where like, there's always the lesson at the end. Of, there's exactly the lesson at the end of the episode. Yeah. There's always the hug. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: so it, it just wouldn't be, I, I don't think there's that climactic moment in all those episodes. Uh, it's no boomer moment. No, it's just strictly relationship based. It's strictly like, oh, so and so said this, and I don't want to make him feel bad. Well, you got to tell them, and then they won't feel bad. Oh, thanks, dad. And then um, it's like too sweet for me. Uh, Batman could be fun. Uh, I do want to discuss, in terms of number of episodes, um, as far as I understand, the episodes are linked um, where. Like two episodes will make up one storyline.
2: Yes, that's correct.
1: So would we be doing each episode individually or would we be doing the storylines?
2: Let me see how it's divided.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, I'll, we'll advance Batman. We can talk about that when it comes up next. Um, okay, so but,
2: it looks like... Uh, I, I just pulled it up, so I'll just say it right now. Yeah. It looks like the... Ba- each like storyline, the episodes were aired back to back each day. So the premiere was January twelfth, and then its second part, resolving the cliffhanger, was January thirteenth. Okay. So okay, yeah, let, let's let that sit with us until the next round.
1: Okay. Yeah, and we can we can discuss it then. Um, all right. So Batman moves on, and goodbye to Full House. Okay. <sighs> Wildcard pick Lloyd in space? Question mark. Did you watch her growing up? Uh, I had seen episodes before okay. this, and I, I watched an episode yesterday. Um, let's talk about it. So, okay. what do you think? Why did you pick Lloyd in space?
2: Lloyd in Sp- Lloyd in Splice. Lloyd in space is a show that is very dear to me. I watched it a lot on, I think the channel was called Jagex. It was yep. like a. Uh... Saturday
1: morning type No, deal? no,
2: no, no, no. Hmm. It was a channel... Spe- it was, like, a cable channel specifically for the... Shit, I'm trying to think what... I think it was, like, Disney Channel shows that they wouldn't air on Disney Channel itself. But, like, they would syndicate to other networks. So, like, Canadian channels, like YTV or something. Okay, yeah. So, uh jagex had lloyd in space on it and basically it's just like about a kid a little alien boy who lives on a space station with a bunch of different species and he mm-hmm. gets into space uh, station shenanigans it is surprisingly forward thinking for its time one episode i always think back on is uh, lloyd has a friend whose species on their 13th birthday they get to choose what gender they are but at the end of the episode the friend decides they're not going to tell lloyd what gender they chose because it doesn't matter and it shouldn't influence their relationship as friends. Wow. Interesting. It's very, and this that's is a show from like the mid to early 2000s. It's very, very progressive
1: um, for something that would... Waste them. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so, it's up against Lizzie McGuire.
2: I know, such a shame. Yes. Uh,
1: Lizzie McGuire, I could talk about uh, the different guest stars that we get, the way that we do get to see uh, Lizzie like kind of grow out before our eyes. It's only 65 episodes, which is actually shorter than a lot of other Disney Channel shows here. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I, I could talk about all the great things about Lizzie McGuire, um, but I want to focus on Laney. Uh, Red, do you know who Laney is? I don't. Uh, Laney is Matt's best friend in the show. Um, Lanny um is uh just a good support system. He's great, he's funny. Uh glad you and had him growing up, Bryce. What'd you say? I'm glad you had him growing up. Yeah, I'm glad glad he existed too. Um Lanny is uh in the show, he doesn't say anything. Uh it's not necessarily clarified if he is uh, nonverbal or if he just chooses not to say anything within the show or, or what that that reasoning is. Um and the show just does an awesome job portraying him. Uh, also, there's a Liz McGuire movie. And right, there is. so there's that. And uh,
2: yeah, I don't know what else I need to say about Lizzie uh, in the house. I mean, uh, just more positive stuff to say on my end. <laughs> I love how it blends animation with live action. Just yeah. the way that... Uh, the car- the cartoon Lizzie, is uses a framing device to mm-hmm. share her thoughts at any given moment. It's like it's kind of like a reserved version of JD's monologue from Scrubs. Yes, but like relegated only to one liners and comments on the mm-hmm. plot and her mental state. Which it, it's a very interesting framing device. Yeah, it, it ultimately makes her a more three dimensional character because of it.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, this is also. Uh this past week we watched candy and cory finally kiss on screen um and the build-up for that was absolutely nowhere uh in the meantime like lizzie and gordo like now that's a relationship that is so great to watch grow what ross and rachel wanted to be pretty much like it's it really is uh i would put it up there with jim and pam as one of the best tv relationships Mm -hmm. Uh, because like their foundation is their friendship we get to see it grow over time uh, something that would also just be fun about this being the next show we podcast about is that uh, Stickler is in it. That's true. As Matt, so we do get that like consistency with that same. Um, he's like in every episode, right? Yeah, yeah. He's he's very consistently in the show, um, and you like I, usually he's the B plot, right? Of it.
2: That'd be that'd be fun. That'd be yeah. a lot of fun to see. So, um, I don't but- know. It's uh, go ahead. Uh, just just to give Lloyd in Space a yeah, bit more talk up because it, it needs it. Mm-hmm. It's I mean, it's outer space, it's a cool premise. It it'll give us a lot to think about in terms of the show's world and characters mm-hmm. and cast. I remember it had it it loved to genre jump within like sci-fi itself. There was one episode that was themed around a zombie apocalypse gone wrong on the space station. And I remember it being Pretty chilling for a kids show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do remember. Um,
1: I'm pretty sure there's like a. I, I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure there's like a Western esque situation in one oh, sure of well. yeah, the Lord Space episodes as well. Yeah. The one I watched was. Um, the episode I watched was pretty funny, pretty focused on like the school life aspect um, mm-hmm. of just like a uh, new kid comes to school and they show him around the new kids picked on and then the new kid like overnight matures and because he's like a bug or something like that and then he's like really strong and uh all the popular kids now like him and then he uh gets exposed for like eating food weird lloyd does it and then he doesn't come back to school and they go to find him and they're like oh my gosh like i'm so sorry that we exposed that you eat food weird and now everyone and everyone laughed at you and he's like Oh, like that's not why I didn't come back. It's because I matured again, and now I'm an adult. Uh, so, like, it, it is—it's very silly, very fun. Uh, with Lloyd in space, Ren, I want to be very clear: it is not streaming anywhere. We would need to buy it, right? Uh, it is not. I'll, I'm going to double check right now. I don't believe that you can get um, get it anywhere either. Let's see, Lloyd in space. Yeah, so it's not, as far as I can see, because I did some searching yesterday, not streaming anywhere. All the episodes are on YouTube. Um, okay, I wouldn't want
2: to watch it like that.
1: Yeah, it's in like a smaller box with uh, like a space picture in the background. Uh, well, I, you, I, you had your day in the sun. I know, I, but I, I appreciate you bringing it to the tournament. Um, it, I was not a show, i had seen episodes when I was a kid, but honestly, I'd never really thought about it since. Uh, But the episode I I watched, I was like, oh, this does have a lot... Like, I understand why you made it your sixth seed. Yeah. It it clearly does have a lot of merit. Uh, I think Lizzie McGuire has legs, though, in this tournament. So, uh, we will move Lizzie along. And she will live to fight another day. Ren, we are getting uh, into... Ar- Arless territory. What? Why?
3: why? Why? What do Ren? you
1: mean? Why? Don't even. You are like this. Pick
2: Arless. Ar-less. Yeah, yeah. Ar-less.
1: Tell, tell people what Arless is because here, no one
2: knows. Ren, what Arless is. Arless is a cult classic HBO TV show. From before HBO had series like The Wire or The S- S- Sopranos, Arlis uh, stars Robert Wool, who you <laughs> might know as in a as a sportscaster or not a sportscaster. He's like a he yeah. owns a sports agency and he has cli- he ca- tries to cater to clients. Mm-hmm. He he's all about ego. He's a very he's a bad bad man. Uh. Arliss is considered a cult classic by many. By who? I don't know, but there's many of them.
1: Yeah, so the background of the show, Red, like, it's, it is, like, from what I can understand, like, the original cult classic, like, the, the cult classic of TV shows, um, where it was, they wanted to cancel it, but because HBO made money, like, through subscriptions only, people pretty much were like, we're going to keep subscribing if you keep making Arliss. So they made 80 episodes of Arliss.
2: And why shouldn't they, huh? <laughs> it, it stars Robert Wool. Um, tell um, me, why did you pick Arliss? Bryce? Yeah? I just thought it was important that <laughs> we watch something so uniquely not good. Yes. So, unlike anything, like just it is—it is not our taste. I would not watch Artless in my own time. I would okay. not check it out. But I don't know. Something about being forced to sit down and watch a niche cult classic HBO show <laughs> before they were known for having high quality television. There's something about that. Just that's just so profoundly funny. It's, uh,
1: so the character of Arliss, from what I can understand, um, is hated by all. Yes. He's reviled. Despised. Uh, At the same time, in that same situation, he is both despised by all, but also one of the, like, the biggest sport agents in the world.
2: He's the best of the best.
1: Uh, he is like if Larry David in Curb Your Enthusiasm, um, was dis From the clips I watched, so Larry David is pretty disliked in his show Curb Your Enthusiasm, but he's disliked because of everything that he says and does. Arliss uh, just seems like that's a character trait of his, is like everyone just hates him, whether he says something that is worth hating him for or not. They just don't like him.
2: Arliss knows how to push
1: buttons. Mm-hmm uh he does and because of that he gets his his clients
2: into good spots but Uh, i'd like to share an arlis quote with you sure emotions have no cash value yeah that's all arlis all the time (laughs) that is him
1: uh and is that something okay boy meets world (laughs)
2: that's
1: (laughs) all i don't want to talk about I've
2: never seen boy meets world
1: Correct. So that's something I said earlier. Never watched a single episode of wow. Boy Meets World. Um, do you want to watch every episode and
2: podcast about it, Ren? I have seen every episode of Boy Meets World before. Uh-huh. This is a show I loved growing up. Uh, do, you, do you want to explain the premise or should I? <laughs> you, you,
1: do you want me to do it? Do you know? I'll do my best. Uh, here we go uh a boy named Corey yes. has a group of friends one of them is maybe named sean yep uh and they go to school yeah Corey falls in love with a girl named topanga you're right uh the teacher is someone who is both reviled and loved uh, he has all the teaching moments but is also like uh like a hard ass and uh they i think go to college like <clears throat> Cory has a family uh, the family is likable the situations that they get into are sometimes overly dramatic but also sometimes comedic and uh it's typical high school
2: drama right is that boy meets world what makes say, it i wouldn't i would i would say it was up until typical high school drama okay what makes it so special ren I think the fact that you It's a show that really commits to its coming of age premise. Mm -hmm. We see Corey from childhood to becoming married and starting his family. Like, it it is a very comprehensive coming of age story. Is that where we leave him? Is that like the show ends when they're married? Uh, No, it continues past their marriage for a little bit. What? Yeah, it does. Interesting. So he's like out of high school. What? Okay. The sh- I think the show ends with them in college or graduating college. Wow. So it goes through, like, all of high school, then it goes through college. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Not all It doesn't stay consistent in terms of quality. There are a lot of storylines that end up getting dropped. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there are fully developed arcs. Characters consistently change. The status quo uh, is constantly challenged and develops and shifts. Like, the earlier seasons have like have that kind of wonder years boyhood quality to it yeah the latter seasons it's it really becomes its own beast it becomes so unique in its world and the the issues that it deals with like it has the classic sitcom very special episodes mm-hmm. these core characters they go through so much and we see them as children like def- like defining themselves as people as they grow up it's an interesting show
1: Yeah. So the reason why I I put it on my list to begin with is because I think it would be fun for you. So I didn't know this, but you clearly have where you watched the whole show. uh, You clearly have a connection. Uh, I I, I don't know if it's a strong connection, but some connection Mm -hmm. and feeling towards the show already. I've never seen it before. So I feel like the combination of takes could be interesting Um, as I'm experiencing it and predicting it for the first time i, I know Cory and topanga is a, a couple that happens. so like i know that aspect yeah. of it but otherwise i don't know anything else i also think um to, is sean someone that's fun to watch
2: he is someone who's fun to watch he's probably the best actor in the cast and mm-hmm. they end up giving him a lot of dramatic stuff as a result cool um, stuff that's like dramatic stuff that's
1: fun to podcast, or stuff that'll be like, oh, like now we got to bring the mood down.
2: Uh, some cases will definitely bring the mood down because mm-hmm. Boy Meets World tackles heavy, t- heavier topics than the average Disney Channel show normally okay. would. Mm-hmm. But a lot of it is decent storytelling. It's it makes for compelling conversation.
1: All right. Um. So are we
2: are we keeping our list? or are we keeping Boy? <laughs> cash has no emotional value Bryce let's give it to Boy Meets World okay uh that that sounds
1: good uh, I'm again some really good lessons through here Ren and I'm glad that Arlis is something that I've now been exposed to in some capacity <laughs> all right uh let's move right along uh so, this keep in mind the image is for Joey. Uh, the show has been changed to Melissa and Joey. Uh, the number of episodes is still the same as Joey, the show, not Melissa and Joey. Um, so that everything is clear now regarding that, right? Yes, and it's against Keenan and Kel. <laughs> uh, Keenan and Kel. They do more than just drink orange soda.
2: They do drew, do more than just drink orange uh-huh. soda. Kenan and Kel is one of the funniest Nickelodeon shows I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. I have distinct memories of it from childhood. It always... Keenan and Kel, they commit the, to their performances on such a deep level. Yes. I was watching a, a clip where Kel confesses to putting the screw in the tuna salad... And the way that he breaks down and just curls his legs in and starts walking on the sides of his feet so that he's, he keeps stumbling over himself. Mm-hmm. Oscar-worthy. Daniel yeah. Day-Lewis, take notes. It, it's a fun show. Keenan mm-hmm. and Kel have a fantastic dynamic where they're both goofy, but Keenan plays this straight man role that's not quite a straight man, but it's enough to rein in Kel's insanity. Oh my goodness! And the it's... dad is a uh, Peter from Dawn of the Dead, and that's always a great thing. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, Keenan and Kel, I uh, it, I know them, Keenan and Kel, from all that. Yeah, uh, and then Keenan, obviously, I know now through uh, Jen and I watch a decent amount of SNL, and uh,
2: watch a decent amount of Keenan. You were telling me,
1: yes, uh, no, no, I've not seen a, his show, Keenan. I've not seen.
2: Right episode
1: and of Keenan the the house. House. We'll cut Kel out of this and just jump to the end game here. Uh, yeah, so it's they're funny. They're both funny people. Uh, I really liked the episode of um, Keenan and Kel that I watched. What did you watch? Uh, I watched the one where they uh, climb up the stairs of the Sears Tower to put up a banner. They then get stuck on like a piece of scaffolding and it starts snowing and uh they go through like a bag and they find out that after like being up there for an hour keenan realizes that kel packed a cell phone and kel's like oh yeah but that's only for emergencies he's like oh that's what this is Uh, it was great I i really enjoyed the episode i also really like the way that the show is presented in that they come out and it's like they're performing for an audience they introduce like they're them and then it's like they're putting on a story
2: I love that element of it. Mm -hmm. And I love how every episode ends with Keenan giving Kel a quest. Does it? uh, Keenan always tells Kel to get a a bunch of stuff for a plan that is going to be impossible to come to fruition. (laughs) Uh, It could be great
1: watching Keenan and Kel.
2: And there's a movie. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's slightly horror themed, so as that going for it? There's like a, uh, you're not talking about Good Burger. Or you? Yeah, are. Yes, and we can watch Good Burger.
1: Okay, good. Uh, that makes me in. I uh, that was my go-to video rental at the video store. Good Burger. That good Burger. Yeah, it was always, 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 always at my house, rented from the video store. Um. All right, you want to talk Melissa and Joey? <laughs> No. The answer to that is no. <laughs> Should, do we move on? Do you want to give content to Melissa and Joey? Uh, no. Alright, can <laughs> go on? <laughs> it's not worth it. It isn't worth it to give uh, Melissa and Joey any attention. Uh, especially when Melissa already has two shows here. She doesn't need a third.
2: <laughs> You're right. Okay. You're right. Yeah. Too much Melissa Joan Hart representation. Um, Alex Mack. The secret world of Alex mm-hmm. Mack. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Red. You're welcome, Bryce. For introducing the show to me. I'm, I'm glad you took to it. Mm-hmm. I am. Uh, <laughs> the, the, uh,
1: toxic waste is dumped on a child. And she becomes super in ways that are never fully
2: explained. Alex Mack can liquefy herself into a human puddle. Mm -hmm. She can turn silver. And the show is just steeped in like this 90s energy. Mm -hmm. But not like the kind of show you'd watch right after school. Something you'd have to flip through the channels or buy on VHS.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: Like It, it has this such an interesting
1: energy. I know it's it was a show, so I had never heard of it before. And even just reading the premise, I was like, this is gonna be so good. And it lived up to every one of my expectations. I I think that the concept is hilarious. I think you and I breaking down Alex's different superpowers. As they unfold is great. There's a uh, like a Stranger Things esque plot with a secret government agency, yeah, um, that is working to try and like cover up the whole toxic waste spilling situation.
2: Like there's uh, a magic to mm-hmm. Alex Mack that you really only find in shows like oh, what's it called? The, uh, goose the Goosebumps show or Are You Afraid of the Dark? Of the Dark,
1: yeah, yep. Yeah, where it's um. The only way to explain it is to, like, know that it's unexplainable. Yeah. And that's okay. That it is, is really okay.
2: really an here. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, And the special effects are something that I want to see 78 episodes worth of, uh, because it was just so good.
2: I'll be honest, um, not as bad as I was expecting.
1: No. No. Fill uh, of the Future is the show that I put up here. Uh, it is my number three seed, Bryn. Yes Uh, fill out the future is not a show that i uh, unlike others that we put up and talked about tonight not a show that i feel strongly uh i feel any strong affinity towards really but it is a show that i feel because of that uh i can grow to love for everything that it is and everything
2: that it isn't i was very Mm -hmm. impressed by the clip i saw in terms of just the production value of Mm -hmm. it And just the way it composes itself in terms of humor.
1: Yeah, it's really wacky, really off-the-wall humor. Um, They have, like, a pet caveman that lives with them. Uh, The basic premise, for those not aware, Phil uh, and his family, they're on a time machine vacation to the present day, which I think is, like, 2006, 2007. uh, And they get stuck in the year uh, 2006, 2007. And so they have limited access to their future technology. They have some... So it's like elements of the future brought in to this modern world. Uh, Phil also has like a will they won't they relationship uh, with his best friend, Keely. Uh, his sister, Pam is, I'm pretty sure like an evil overlord. Yeah. In the future. Uh, and so here where she is uh, without all of her supports, she is left to her own devices of trying to take over the world on her own. Uh, it's really funny. It's wacky. It's strange. It's available on Disney+.
2: And it has an ending. It definitively mm-hmm. ends.
1: It does. So, uh, And it's 43 episodes, which feels like such a great number to look at. Of It's a little bit more than Corey. Yeah. Um, but not unreasonable. No, not unreasonable in the slightest. Uh, I don't think that we will end up detesting Phil in the same that we detest Corey. Um, so it could be really nice to, like, see this character uh, who we enjoy interact with with the world around him using his, like, future check. And again, like Alex Mack, some special effects are great, others, really terrible. And that's always fun to watch as well, to to break down just how bad it looks.
2: Yeah, and we can also watch the Disney Channel original film, Pixel Perfect,
1: starring Mm
2: -hmm. Ricky Ullman. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh,
1: So what do we think here? Like, I I think this is actually a pretty close matchup in
2: my mind. I agree. Alex Mack. It's, it's such a unique show Mm -hmm. and it would take us back to a simpler time, but Phil of the future. Mm -hmm. It it has, it's also a very unique show. Yeah. It has a great appeal to it. Mm -hmm. And we'd be, we'd, Get through it sooner. And we know that there's a satisfying conclusion at the end of it all.
1: Mm-hmm. There's a bigger picture that they're uh, working towards here. And they get to it. They arrive. Uh, whether the landing is stuck or not, I mean, that'd be for up to us to decide. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think it could be a lot of fun. Um, I'm personally leaning more towards Phil in the house, Phil um, of the future, not because of, of any dis- like negative feelings towards Alex Mack but I just also question, uh, and thinking about like, what do people want to hear us talk more about? Uh, I think Phil, of the future is different enough, but also same enough to kind of meet us in
2: that middle ground. I'm also going to go with Phil, of the future. Great. It, it pains me to vote against Alex Mack,
1: but
2: <laughs> had you ever seen Alex Mack before this? Yes. I watched it a lot growing up. I really okay. liked it.
1: Yeah. I do want to know, um, a little bit more about the overall storyline and plot that we end up seeing there uh, like just what direction it goes in and if she gets any more superpowers but maybe the wheel will let that um, yeah that true. show happen and then people might vote it in okay so let's move along to this is an interesting matchup to me um, they're all unique but this one is one where I gotta be honest I'm very kind of neutral about really yeah Mm -hmm. i I
2: love sabrina the teenage witch (laughs) i love it it's one of my Mm -hmm. favorite shows
1: what are your favorite things about it why do you like it so much
2: i like sabrina as a character i like her growth Mm -hmm. her it's not like quite a coming of age story but she comes of age she grows up she changes a lot uh sabrina the teenage witch is a show that is not afraid to change its status quo between seasons A lot of sitcoms feel like they kind of need to settle on formula. That's that is Sabrina has problems. That is never one of it. It never feels Mm -hmm. formulaic. It's always changing. Like once she's out of high school, like the setting goes through multiple revisions and in in a mostly natural way. Uh, It's a it's a fun show to watch for its storylines and arcs, especially for the ones that it just blatantly does not continue or finish. They're weird cliffhangers. It, like, pushes how absurd a 90s show could get at the time <laughs> while still feeling, while still trying to be just mainstream enough to be mm-hmm. palatable. Uh, and Salem. It, it, Salem. How could Talking I forget? cat. Salem? Mm-hmm. Salem's just a, a scene stealer. Yeah. Just a
1: great character all around. Mm-hmm. And the fact it's done through, like, a, a cat
2: puppet. Yeah, the anima the animatronics are really nice on Sabrina, but even the special effects they aren't bad. Like mm-hmm. they know they know and they play to their limita- limitations. Yes, um,
1: even Stevens is what it's up against. Uh, I chose even Stevens. It's my fifteenth seed, so it's not something I- I'm very passionate about. Uh, I-, I was thinking, uh, what is in that same time frame? of uh, shows that are like early 2000s, maybe late 90s, that could be good. Uh, and who loves uh, anything more than a rivalry uh, with someone named Wren, right? <laughs> so exactly. we got Lewis and Ren, and even Stevens, uh, pretty much a show that is solely focused on the rivalry between two siblings uh, as they get by. Uh, we also get Shia LaBeouf at his... Earliest, earliest ages here, um, where he is really coming to form on TV. His humor, the writing is is actually really strong in this show. It is uh, very strong, very funny, and it all culminates in the Even Stevens movie, which is another like really classic Disney Channel original movie. So, uh, Ren, here's how I'm feeling. Okay, with this matchup, I gotta be honest. I wish that the number of episodes were reversed. And then I would be all in on Sabrina. Me too. So, but three years, uh, roughly three years of Sabrina is what we're looking at here. Versus uh, a little bit over a year of even Stevens. Now, it's tough. Like, also Sabrina, Sabrina, as far as I understand, and correct me if I'm wrong, there's a few episodes that, so Jenna rewatched it all. I don't know, like a year or two ago. There's a few episodes that as she was watching it stand out to me now as like, oh, that was an episode that I remember. But it kind of all flows together, um, like blends together, at least season to season. Yeah. Even Stevens, I think, has a a few more episodes that are just a bit more distinct. Like it has that musical episode. Um, So,
2: yeah, I don't know. I I would say that one of Sabrina's flaws is that it's hard to... Think of distinct episodes. It's a it's a <laughs> series that's more defined by individual moments and overarching storylines and stuff. Exactly. Um. Harvey, the Harvey that's of it Harvey all. Mm-hmm. Sabrina's those uh, he they have an interesting relationship, mostly dictated by like casting and availability.
1: <laughs> so. Which do I feel more connected to?
2: Like, Sabrina could be—I don't know. Could be—it's that 163 that's killing me with Sabrina. I, it, Sabrina w- has so much magic to it. Mm-hmm. it. It really is like watching it is like being transported to another world. Do people want to? It is a lot.
1: Yeah, I—I th- I think more people want to tune in to hear you and I talk about Sabrina and the wackiness there than their sibling rivalry with even stevens
2: do you ag- I, I think so too agree with that i do i think sabrina has a great deal. Mm-hmm. okay uh let's go sabrina all right sabrina
1: yeah let's um bring sabrina into our sweet 16 rent you and i've been podcasting for about two hours and 20 minutes oh my god <laughs> And we are so much. So, but the good thing, like all the initial conversation about these shows out of the way.
2: That's true. Right. That's true. So, we're going to get to some tough calls. I know.
1: Flipping some coins. Get your coins ready, Red. Okay. So, we'll put Sabrina through. And then we got even Stevens on the wheel of losers. Okay. So, we're going to look at our final matchup of our Thrifty 32. <laughs> the Nick Cannon Show versus Drake and Josh.
2: All right, mm-hmm. the, the Nick Cannon Shit Show is a Nickelodeon reality <laughs> series starring uh, America's Got Talent host Nick Cannon. I believe Nick former. Cannon has the charisma of a dish rag. <laughs> he, uh, you know, I guess, insults other people's professions and visits new locations. gets himself into wacky shenanigans i remember watching this show a lot as a kid it always aired very late at night and it kind of it carried that like weird mysterious feeling to it that late night shows had like shows like cheaters or cops before cops (laughs) are being aired at like 4 p.m every day (laughs) yes um
1: i i remember the nick cannon show for some reason uh, the it's basic like, it's
2: like getting a bad flu as a kid, mm-hmm. you never forget it.
1: But it's also like strictly Nickelodeon, right? And like it, just... it was the fact that like his name is Nick, it's on Nick, so like those two things were always felt synonymous to me. He was and an then... all that cast member as well, mm-hmm. and he gets the show, and he uh, his whole thing is about like kids taking over, right? So like he's a kid, he's taking over this thing that adults do. Um. You're talking about it as if it's not a good show. Do you like it? I haven't watched it in a very
2: long time. Um, I I remember really liking it. The clip I watched of it was extremely <laughs> irritating. Uh, which clip? What happened? It Give was us like a- a wrestling with <laughs> Miss, I think Susie. And it, huh? Miss Joni, and it's just mm-hmm. him doing like a generic, like uh, oh, a little beat up a girl bit before he gets his ass kicked. Just okay. very uninspired, bottom of the barrel humor. He does characters too, right? Like throughout the show, yeah. Like uh, he's married to Mariah Carey, right? Or he? No, was. I'm saying,
1: I'm saying well, that's uh, like, the
2: kind of in... character. It...
1: <laughs> <laughs> are you Are you proposing that Nick Cannon in real life is playing a character?
3: Is the, he like is this the, is a,
1: he's the greatest actor of our time one longest bit uh, yeah Nick, Nick Cannon takes over a reality show in which he hosts America's Got Talent um, his dedication to the craft what Nick Cannon's doing here uh, alright so Nick Cannon show the Nick Cannon show is up against Drake and Josh number one seed
2: uh, so Bryce another mm. point against the Nick Cannon show yeah uh, Nick Cannon was fired by Viacom CBS after making racist and anti Semitic remarks during an episode of his podcast, Cannon's Clash, with Professor Griff.
1: That is a yikes. Like a massive yikes.
2: Let's still talk about Drake and Josh, but. Uh, Things aren't looking too in. good for
1: uh, Method Actor Nick over here. Um, Drake and Josh, I think this. To me, Drake and Josh has always felt like the natural next step for the podcast. Me too. Um, from, like, you and I got our feet wet with Corey in the house. Drake and Josh gives us a lot to sink our teeth into.
2: It really does.
1: Every single episode of that show, uh, to those who have watched it, I, st- I think stands out as uh, iconic. There are lines, there are scenes, there are full episodes. That are iconic. Uh, the character of Megan, the foil to Drake and Josh, she's hysterical. Uh, she's really, really funny and really brings a lot to the show. Uh, there's an episode where they hit Oprah with a car.
2: That's right. Like, there is an episode the, where they hit Oprah. The with absurdity,
1: a car. the audacity of what Drake and Josh uh, aims for is fantastic.
2: It, uh, and, it really feels like other Nickelodeon shows exist in its shadow.
1: It, for sure, yeah. This was everything perfected down to a T. Original,
2: of... inspired, mm-hmm. creative—the first of its kind, really. Exactly, and so, like everything else that
1: has followed, has has only just tried to be Drake and Josh. Um, and I mean, even just like the style of it, the opening where they are both talking about the same thing, but usually like opposite opinions or opposite thoughts, and the, the contradictions between the two characters. Uh, could be a, a lot of fun to just explore their dynamic of uh, becoming brothers over the course of the show. It could so, be. Yeah, I, I feel strongly that Drake and Josh, uh, especially with what we now understand about Nick Cannon uh, <laughs> advances, I feel feel strongly that Drake and Josh gets to go forward here.
2: Let's give it to Drake and Josh. Okay. Sorry, um, if he's Semite Nick Cannon.
1: Yeah, not not today, Nick. But yeah, if I recall, I don't think he's even hosting America's Got Talent anymore. So maybe that podcast really um, did a number on his career.
2: Cannon's Clash.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Let's uh, give me one quick second. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm going to click onto the next slide. We're going to see if it is updated or not. If not, I might need to just like exit full screen and then. So it's not. Um, that's (laughs) so it's still our past things. Okay, that's fine. So if I just exit out here, uh, it should be updated now, which it is. Great. All right. Uh so now it is updated for our suite 16. Ren, I know that you and I talked about at the beginning of this that we might want to take a break, but there's no way. Uh, we just need to (laughs) we have to we have to finish this. (laughs) We we need to power through here uh and get this. Get this done. So, um, I feel like it's been so long since we've talked Jimmy Neutron.
2: Jimmy Neutron is a boy genius. This is an Mm -hmm. animated series that is divided into segments. There are several TV specials and movies and crossovers with the fairly odd parents. Jimmy Neutron Mm -hmm. has a science fiction theme, but it also veers into pulp fiction and, you know, comedy, adventure, a little bit of, like light-hearted character building light mm-hmm. drama jimmy has his own roster of villains as well so there is a recurring cast of characters who repeatedly come in but it being an animated show i doubt we're going to get a definitive conclusion out of the series
3: yeah
1: um I, carly uh you have three kids making making this tv show that is exclusively streamed online uh, a lot of references uh, that are probably popular at the time uh, her brother Spencer, who's an
2: artist. Like, so these like I don't know. I don't know. There'd be they both be fun to talk about for different reasons, but mm-hmm. I I'd I think I'd rather talk about iCarly. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I'm leaning,
1: I was leaning in the opposite direction. Wow. I, I know. Um. <sighs> So why would you rather talk about iCarly instead of Jimmy Neutron? I
2: feel, it, it goes back to what I said earlier in the night about iCarly feeling the antithesis of Corey in the house.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: It
2: feels like a way of wiping the slate clean, but in a way that still feels familiar. And I feel like <laughs> iCarly's quality will ebb and flow enough where it'll be, in, it'll be entertaining for us.
1: Yes, um, every how episode.
2: How, it, how it, it develops or degrades.
1: Yeah, every episode is not going to be a hit. For sure. Um, but there will be some episodes that I think really stick with us. It's not a show. It's a show that I started to watch, but I like kind of aged out. of. I didn't follow through with it because of the age that I was at the time. Um, so I'm kind of curious where it ends up. I also know that there's um, in terms of like ongoing storyline, I'm pretty sure that there's like Freddie and Carly date or Freddie and Sam date, or maybe both happen. That's true. Uh, so there, there could be like some fun, there's like consistent plots to follow there. Uh, Jimmy Neutron. I like. I'm still thinking about just the variety Me in that too. show.
2: I'm t- I'm I'm torn. Hmm.
1: Hmm. Uh, I I guess what it kind of comes down to as well is like so. Let's think about the end product here. Okay. Okay. So thinking about the podcast, talk about iCarly. I think some of the format follows similar to Cory in the House. We talk through the episode, uh we'd give some some different commentary on different bits, uh our thoughts on the characters, probably go over some reviews. Um like is there anything else special that's really brought with Icarly? Like any like every episode does this?
2: Well, we know it has deeper continuity mm-hmm. than Cory in the House. So we would be able to actively discuss storylines and character development throughout the
1: Yeah. Um, which could be good jimmy neutron is is
2: pretty stagnant um did jimmy and cindy like get together in the show their relationship develop like their dynamic develops i don't know if they get together but it's it's not as stagnant as you think Mm -hmm. there is like a little bit of change throughout but really as much as like a kids show from the 2000s is gonna do nothing Mm -hmm. truly significant
1: I feel like I've been swayed over to the Carly camp. Okay. Uh, I'm okay with us us moving Carly forward. uh, If for no reason other than just the potential continuity versus Jimmy Neutron. It makes me sad to see Jimmy Neutron go, though, because these characters were... um, They're great. They're really, really funny. But who knows? There's always more time to podcast, right? There is. Always more options. Okay. Wow. Yeah, so the, I feel like every round is just going to hurt more and more at this point. It is. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, with that said, uh, I'm pretty indifferent here. Me too, actually. Uh, okay, dang. I was going to say like, oh, I'll
2: mostly take your lead on this one, Ren. Rocco's Modern Life versus Clarissa mm-hmm. explains it all. Alright, yeah. so both of them are very 90s-esque shows. So let's ask ourselves, would you, Would we rather watch something animated or something live action? Um, Oh, we just advanced,
1: I I was going to say, we advanced iCarly to live action. So let's put a cartoon forward. Uh, But with that said, like, I don't know. I think that there's more, I I feel like for me, there's more to draw on from live action.
2: And I think Clarissa Explains It all exists in this kind of unique position where it really is at the forefront of nickelodeon's live action programming for teenagers and it's also a show that kind of defies the idea that a tv series with a girl as the lead is only four girls yes which was, yeah. which was important for the early to mid 90s
1: yeah so i um i and i i think i would enjoy watching more clarissa explains it all
2: mm-hmm I think then, I would do actually.
1: Yeah, I would like to see kind of where it goes um, and the different directions that it takes, and just the the time period is so unique, and it being like the one of the children of modern, uh, like I don't know, Nickelodeon esque
2: sitcoms. Just that that's something that's appealing to me. The era, especially, I mm-hmm. it just just to be back in a time where Mighty Morphin Power Rangers was on TV. <laughs>
1: Let's do it for the Power Rangers then. All right, so let's take Clarissa. You okay with that? I am more than okay with that. Great. Um, okay, so we'll take Clarissa. Beautiful.
2: And okay. Now, this is a matchup Danny Phantom versus Zach and Cody. Interesting.
1: So, how funny is Danny Phantom?
2: I don't think it's that funny. I think it's it's more compelling than it. It's 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 a good show, but it's I don't think the humor is the main appeal of it. It is an aspect of it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it it is relatively plot heavy for for a
2: Nickelodeon show. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Um. So it like that part has me thinking. Uh. It'd be fun to. I don't know, it'd be fun to follow the, like, again, talking about iCarly, we talked about the consistency. Danny Phantom is a show that is
2: relatively consistent from episode to episode. And it becomes Uh, more story-driven as it goes on.
1: Yeah, and, like, we we didn't talk too much, really, about the basic premise of the show. That's true. Just the fact that he is, like, we get some school drama and we get the more, like, paranormal drama is a, a unique mix here
2: Something I always found very compelling about Danny Phantom, growing up, was uh, the dark future timeline where Danny becomes evil. Mm-hmm. Just something they referenced a few times, and like they were building up to the event that he became evil at. Which to me, like watching it as it aired, I, I never like saw that storyline come to fruition. Mm-hmm. But I remember just finding that so engaging as a kid. It does. It does. Right. Like if we were to watch all of it, there'd be that payoff. I believe it actually ends. It, okay. has, it for sure has an ending. Interesting. Zach and Cody spins off uh,
1: into into more Zach and Cody. So, this is the question: then Do we want continuity and something that's like? I think it's it's very different. From what you and I are podcasting about now. Yeah. Or do we want The sweet Life of Zack and Cody, which is, uh, it's different, but also to an extent more of some of the same. I guess like it's
2: closer linked. We would still be in, we would still be in the Disney Channel era that Corey and the House aired in. Yeah. Zach and Cody and Corey and the House are contemporaries. Hmm. Mosby though. We, we know Mosby is funny. We know Tipton is funny. Zach and are, Cody, there, there's a good dynamic there. Yeah. Uh, Arwen, there's the Arwen of it all. Mm-hmm. Esteban.
1: And this, like the different episodes are, um, if you think about the stakes, uh, the boomer moments that, that we love, I think there's a decent amount of like boomer moments here. Uh, Zach and Cody learned their lessons through things blowing up in their faces. Uh, also, a uh, nice little tie in with Corey in the house, wish gone to miss. <laughs> That's true. We get to see the other side <laughs> of the story. <laughs> we get to see more wish gone to miss. And uh, I we would have to watch at least one of the episodes of um, That's So sweet life of Hannah Montana. Yep. So uh,
2: it's tough. Um, what do we do here, Ren? One year of Danny Phantom or a year and a half of Zack and Cody. And I don't want to do
1: it just about also like what's more pop- Like, But yeah. I think more people would listen to us talk about Zack and Cody than they would listen to us talk about Danny Phantom. I think so too. Uh,
2: I don't know though, but... <sighs> I, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. More people would tune in to watch Zach, to see us listen to Zach yeah. and Cody. But Danny Phantom, it's just, what an interesting show. Like, Zach and Cody, it is, at the end of the day, mm-hmm. another Disney Channel sitcom. Mm-hmm. Danny Phantom is unique, even in the context of Nickelodeon shows, because it doesn't do what Avatar does, where it just commits to its full-on story. Danny Phantom begins as, like kind of like every other kids show before evolving into this deeper narrative. Hmm.
1: But then, yeah, but then does it like get to a point where it's like less fun to talk about because it's so mature. I don't but know if it's get so to point. Cody is, it's going to be consistent. <laughs> it's going to be uh, very much. So the same, unlike Corey in the house, there's not even like the development of uh, the characters being in relationships. Right. It's pretty much the same. I think that they go to a new school in one season
2: while Ashley Tisdale's off family High School Musical. That's that's not an appealing point to me, actually. Mm-hmm. I, um, I don't like that aspect. Especially for 87 episodes. Because that consistency yeah. could just eventually become stagnation. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the series that felt like they needed to spin off to a, to a school on a boat. To, stay to, to, yeah, to uh, breathe some life
1: into the format. Um. Okay. Danny Phantom, I, I'm less familiar with.
2: Mm-hmm. Where is your gut leaning towards right now? My gut is leaning towards Danny Phantom, okay. mainly because of Zach and Cody's consistency and the higher episode count.
1: Let's let's take Danny Phantom further. Okay. I think this is an upset, just so you know. You, you think this is an upset? I think this is an upset. I do. Um,
2: but Jacob's saying think, that uh, Danny has a cult following, but it's a dedicated fan base. To give Zach and Cody some love, the podcast name sounds <laughs> better. It does. Bryson Ren and Zach and
1: Cody Zach in and the C- house versus Bryson Ren and Danny Phantom in the house. <laughs> Could we workshop the
2: title? Uh, Bryce and Ren and Danny Phantoms in the house. <laughs> Br- <laughs> so we're so we're both
1: Danny Phantoms. Br- Bryce Phantom and Ren Phantom and Danny Phantom. <laughs> <in the house. laughs> okay, uh, we'll we'll talk about Danny Phantom when it comes up again okay. uh, next round. Then okay, okay. Uh, Okay. Uh, Damn it! Classified versus Decoms. Unfortunately, they have to meet this way. So, both have good cases. Yep. Uh, Nedzi Classified one to Harren hey in the last round. And Decoms, uh, what was Decoms up against? I feel they had a, a much easier pass. Oh, uh, um, new Adventures of Old Christine. Yeah. So, a much easier pass to this round. So, this is like the first real matchup that Decoms is facing.
2: Okay. So, Points in favor of Ned: It is a complete story, and it actually is a complete story. Characters develop. It ends like definitively. It has a conclusion. The finale is a like finale that's f- filmed and framed differently from every other episode. Don't carry that fact. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's but a funny. The tips would be a fantastic element for us to not only analyze on the podcast, but to add to the podcast and riff on. And yeah,
1: you and I can. We could give our own tips uh, for how to survive middle school
2: <laughs> versus the Disney Channel original movies. Uh, uh, Bryce, Andrew Jett just slipped in. Oh! He can only stay for a few minutes, so let's thank him one more time for these fantastic images. Yeah. Andrew, thank you.
1: Uh, we're so glad that these images exist. They're all so good. Uh, and we're going to put together like an album on our... Um, facebook page okay can we quickly yeah Ren, do you want to do uh, i'll do i have the rundown for what yeah, you eliminated. have the rundown all right so andrew what's been eliminated so far is uh love island house 1600 pen courage the cowardly dog the amanda show blossom hey arnold that's a raven full house even stevens nick cannon jimmy neutron boys genius Rocco's modern life and the sweet life of zach and cody was our most recent elimination we are currently at our sweet 16 uh about kind of like halfway through the Sweet Sixteen, I think. So we still have decent amount left to eliminate. So, uh, Disney Channel original movies versus Ned's Declassified Ren.
2: This is hard mm-hmm. because I honestly don't know if I want the cohesiveness of Ned's Declassified or the sheer variety and thrill. Of the decoms and as i say that i realize i want the sheer variety and thrills of the decom
1: <laughs> i wish that these two weren't meeting here like this
2: uh i wish that
1: it could be another way but you're right these disney channel original movies are they're so different some are so so bad <laughs> terrible movies and some are so good some are so high budget some are so low budget and the great thing is that we could watch a terrible one and the next week, we could be watching High School Musical. That's so true. It, I don't know. There's, a, I think, a lot more cultural relevance as well to the Disney Channel original movies.
2: I also think it'll be fun to reevaluate some of these movies because <laughs> Disney Channel original movies inherently carry this lesser air to them because they're television films. But some of them are genuinely good and probably are capable, are, probably are better than we remember. On yes. like even just a foundational mm-hmm. level. So my
1: my deterrent from the Disney Channel original movies, uh which has me potentially thinking about Ned, is that there's a lot of Disney Channel original movies about sports that frankly I don't care about. That's true. You know Th- there's want to a lot to be Irish? I do well is what is basketball? Is that one yeah, have basketball bad. in it? It's but pretty good. I think you'd actually like that one. There's um like what there's one about surfing i'm pretty sure right skateboarding um
2: disney channel pretty much their fingers into all the sports they could
1: yes uh and i don't know how like for those ones i don't know if i have much to say if i'm not excited going into it
2: well we watched the game plan
1: we did watch the game plan uh, which, uh, to steal a quote from Arlis, you don't have to be a fan of sports to be a fan of this. Uh, <laughs> <so> <laughs> that was from uh, one of the Arlis uh, advertisements. Yeah, that I, I, saw I watched
2: today. the same one. Yeah.
1: So I, I do have that to throw out when it comes to the decoms. So now you have
2: me leaning towards Ned.
1: Yeah. Like, are there? 106 Disney Channel original movies. Some are good, some not so good. to Classified fun the whole way through. It's stylized. To me, it's a live-action cartoon. Netsley Classified. Yeah. Um, it has the recurring characters that you and I are, are big on um, that are built up over time. I would love to know where this cast is as well yeah. and where they are now. So... <sighs>
2: Let's but give it, it to movies. Ned. You want to give it to Ned? Yep. Let's give it to Ned. Okay. It, it's a hard pick, but uh, the D, you made a good point. with The sports. Mm.
1: Yeah, there's just I I,
2: I, I just don't think I'd have the patience for it too many times. That's also
1: like when it comes to Disney Channel original movies. There's some, um, where the concept alone could be fun, but then nine like also we're dedicating 90 minutes a week to it, versus 30 like to watching it. I, I don't know. I'd probably just watch it once and then the notes would be kind of sloppy anyway. Good point. Um, so, I, uh, yeah. I like the concept, but I think that we gotta, gotta stick with the shows here for now. Alright, um, so we will see Ness Declassified move forward then into the next round. And so this is a great matchup. This is a great matchup? Mm-hmm. Scooby-Doo versus Batman. Um what are you thinking initial thought right out of the gate if you had to pick one like batman. right here right now batman. batman
2: if you put a gun if you put a bat gun to my head and told me to pick i'd pick batman yeah uh, i i agree uh
1: just a, a quick like gut feeling just because scooby-doo the gang is fun i like the added element of these celebrities who we don't particularly know but i think batman um both will feel aged, but Batman will be a fun, cheesy
2: aged. Scooby Doo might just
1: feel aged.
2: I think that Batman will surprise us as well when it has moments of genuine quality, mm-hmm. which will make it a more fulfilling watch than the new Scooby Doo movies, which I think will ebb and flow a bit more.
1: Yes, uh, and there's also like some development to be had, as far as what I understand with with Batman.
2: There is. And something I feel important to mention is that Batman 66 has this cultural element to it, to American television. We'd be watching something that has been, that was significant in reshaping the television landscape and redefining the character of Batman who Mm -hmm. in himself is a very important figure in American fiction. Yeah, I uh,
1: I'm not a huge, like, DC Mm -hmm. superhero person. Uh, So this could be And the reason why you and I have discussed before, like I feel like DC, at least in its modern form, is like a lot darker than Marvel Mm -hmm. plays off. Uh, But this is the kind of Batman that I'm interested in. All right, this is for sure the kind of Batman that I'm interested in—one that's a little bit cheesy, a little bit uh, like hokey, but still all around uh, the superhero that is that is Batman. Yeah. All right. uh, So we'll. Batman is moving on, right? Are we, we're good with that? Well, I'm good with that. Cool. Okay. Um, okay, and yeah, Boy Meets World, the bottom <laughs> piece isn't updated. We're probably going to run into the same thing with the last slide as well. Do but you want to step out uh, in this? Yeah, let me do that real quick. Uh, or maybe I just never copy and pasted it. Oh,
2: no. Rice. Uh, it's fine. Oh, oh no. Uh, nothing to worry about here, folks. Everything is okay. Everything is fine. (laughs) All right, we'll be we'll be back to the tournament in just a second. There's nothing to worry about. Okay, Okay. Mm -hmm. everything's good.
1: Yeah, did did Nicole just say that uh, they're getting stressed?
2: Yes. Yes,
1: I concur. (laughs) That was, if anything, I was more stressed because you were doing that.
2: So (laughs) (laughs) upsetting. Lizzie McGuire versus Boy Meets World. Boy Meets <laughs> World. Boy Meets World. Okay. Uh, Lizzie so McGuire, Boy Meets World. Both Where are shows about a character True. developing. Okay.
1: I thought you were just but- going to say both are shows.
2: No. Both are coming-of-age stories, but Boy Meets World goes into Corey's actual adulthood to some extent. Yeah, it, I mean, not to some extent. It does. It goes into his adulthood. It, Follows him into college.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And I
2: believe into his 20s. So it ends up covering a lot of ground in one person's life. Yes. Which is unique for a show. But Lizzie McGuire is, you know, it's more concise. It, it's not going to have those same dips in quality that Boy Meets World has. At least mm-hmm. I don't think it will. And we get to end with a movie.
1: Which, what's better than just you, me, and Paolo? and lizzie and paolo in the house yeah uh i am uh, here i'm just looking at this episode count we're looking at 65 episodes of lizzie mcguire versus 158 episodes of boy meet world a lot correct
2: a lot Uh, a very big difference here i think (laughs) Part of me wants to give it to Lizzie McGuire because Boy Meets World had a failed sequel. You know? Girl Meets World came and went. The world didn't want it anymore.
1: Uh, to that point, Lizzie McGuire had such a failed sequel that it didn't even uh, make it. <laughs> like, they started to film it and then it too much drama happened and it just stopped. Good point. So, uh, you know, just to throw that, that little piece out there. Uh, yeah, if Lizzie McGuire is... I think, a more fun-sounding show than Boy Meets World.
2: I th- hmm. I think on some level, yes, it would probably be the more fun show. I think Boy Meets World would probably be more entertaining in the long run. Mm-hmm. Just because it covers so much more ground. He... Because hmm, hmm. it does its dramatic episodes yeah.
1: well. And Lizzie McGuire, on the other hand... A lot of the storyline is about, like, Lizzie just not wanting to feel, like, the odd one out, right? Like, not wanting to feel awkward. Pretty much. Um, And just struggling with the typical issues that come with with being, what, like, 13, 14. That age range. Lizzie McGuire versus Boy Meets World. Bryce and Wren and Boy in the House. Bryce and Ren and Lizzie in the house.
2: Bryce so, and Wren and Lizzie Maguire's Bryce and Wren and Boy Meets mm-hmm. World.
1: I think it feels more like you and me to podcast about Boy Meets World. Yeah. Than Lizzie Maguire. I think people, like, if I were to tell someone yeah, I do a podcast about Boy Meets World, I think that that would fit. Yeah, I would do a podcast about Lizzie Maguire. Uh, not that that wouldn't fit but that might make people be like why <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. uh, not like anyone when i tell people about the Corey in the house podcast i don't think like anyone really thinks that there's a you know i don't, I don't think, think people, people think that's expected but Let, let's i know it's 158 to 65 episodes here but again like i've never seen boy meets world that it, that alone
2: could be interesting for people to listen to um where Start are you leaning? Where are you? So I'm I'm seesawing. Mm. Lizzie McGuire is fr- is would be fresher for me, and it, it'd also be shorter. It'd be, it's a more compact show. But Boy Meets World, I keep thinking about like specific storylines mm-hmm. and just how emotional the ending is after just I think it's seven seasons of being with these characters for years and watching them grow up.
1: See, you but know. that sounds. That doesn't sound fun to podcast about. Yeah. It sounds like a fun show to watch
2: on my own time. Well, I think that'd be fun to podcast about on a weekly basis. I mean, it's still a sitcom at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. So, like, so long as the show...
1: I should have watched an episode. I'm so sorry. (laughs) But, like, so long as the show is, like, funny enough uh, and... Gives us at least jokes to be like, oh, was that a good joke? Like, was the setup there good? But also the show sounds inherently good. I know that you say that there's weaker seasons, but like the overall product sounds good. Lizzie McGuire, uh, I think, was a product of its time and doesn't hold up as well. Could be more fun to talk about. I don't know.
2: I, I'm gonna give it to Boy Meets World.
1: Oh no! <laughs> are you are you leaning, Lizzie? I'm leaning. I'm leaning, Lizzie.
2: Okay, come on, Bryce.
1: I am. Um,
2: it's shorter.
1: It's shorter. It's shorter. I do want to watch Boy Meets World. I don't. I I don't know what to do, Ren. If we were to stumble upon an episode of Boy Meets World that is primarily like a more serious plot line. I don't... I, I could do talk about best. it for a little bit. Yeah, we would do our best, but I don't know how yeah, much...
2: We make jokes, we poke fun.
1: Yeah, but if it's a serious storyline, like there's only so much that I want to <laughs> laugh and poke fun at, especially if it's done well.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, which, like, I fear it would be. And you wouldn't want to discuss it if it was done well?
1: Uh, I mean, like... <sighs> Ren... I have one question for you. What's up? Which is a bigger number? 158 or 65? One. 158 is a bigger number than 65. So Liz McGuire also has the cartoon version of herself. That's quirky.
2: All right. I'm going to give it to the Roger Rabbit of it all. Yes.
1: Thank you. Yes, we're going to Toontown. <coughs> going to Toontown with Lizzie. Um, okay. Wow. Woo-hoo! Uh, and now we're on to Kenan and Kel versus Phil of the Future. In our uh, what uh, this is not our final round of the Sweet Sixteen, but we're getting there.
2: Yeah,
1: Getting through the Sweet Sixteen, we're moving along. So. Hmm.
2: I'm going to say it right out of the gate. Phil of the future is going to be easier to watch. What do you mean by
1: easier to watch? Say more about that. I think
2: we're going to have to buy Keenan and Kel on Amazon.
1: Oh, so just straight up. Like, yeah. And if if, the thing is, if other people can watch um, Phil of the future with us, that's, that's an appealing idea. Um, Keenan and Kel is streaming. It's on CBS. Well, it's on uh, previously CBS all access. What is it? Paramount plus now. So, so,
2: like, it, it's technically streaming. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Hypothetically speaking.
2: I think uh, we'd have to buy the seasons on iTunes like we mm-hmm. did for uh, Cory.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, Phil of the Future would also... Um, it would be like Corey in the House where no one's watching it with us, I don't think. Even though it's easier for people to watch, I, I don't think people are going to watch it with us. But they'll fall in love with the characters as we fall in love with them. Keenan and Kel, though, I love the setup. Uh, it's a
2: genuinely funny show. It yeah, has a great ensemble cast. <laughs> yeah.
1: the, um, they work at like a grocery store, right?
2: Yes, they do. Yeah, that's
1: fun. That's whimsical.
2: You know what? I'm actually fine buying the seasons on uh, Apple TV. Keenan and Kel yeah yeah I, did it I Corey.
1: you did it for Corey uh, I, I will miss like the cheap special effects with Phil of the future um, and the us like contemplating whether or not the future would actually have that or not or if it's yeah. practical uh, but the characters of Keenan and Kel seem like a lot of fun
2: it's like a party it's a party every day.
1: mm-hmm so let's um Let's go ahead and do Keenan and Cal.
2: Okay. Okay. You fine with that? I'm happy with that.
1: Yay! All
2: right, we're go pushing ahead. hour three. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Finishing off the sweet sixteen.
2: Uh, Sabrina versus Drake and Josh. Drake and
1: Josh. Yeah, I'm sorry, but it's it's easy for me. I, I don't. Know. I, I know I, it's not easy for you. Or maybe it, it is, but
2: it is only because of the episode count.
1: Yeah. 56 versus the 163, like that alone.
2: And um, at the end of the day, I mean, we wanted to do Drake and Josh originally. Yeah. You, we've been throwing around Drake and Josh for
1: such a long time. Um, it's hard to think of us not, not doing it. So, um, okay, let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six. Did I miss? Uh, tch, 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 tch. Okay, we just we did Keenan and Kel and then that. I'm a little bit behind in my updating of the slides, okay. so I'm trying to do that as we're going through. Uh, so at this point, we're down to our final eight.
2: Oh, okay.
1: mm mm-hmm. So is this is it going to get tougher? I mean, so at this point, we're only narrowing it down. Like we only have one more round, right? Yeah. To go from eight to four. All right. Oh, uh, so. Let's do this. And I have one more thing to copy and paste, and then we are moving forward, Ren. So at what hour is this? This is three?
2: Yeah, we're on a hidden hour three.
1: Should we always do three-hour podcasts? Is this um, something that we should do regularly?
2: Yes. All our conversations should be this in-depth and exhaustive.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, could you imagine a three-hour podcast about a single 21 minutes of Cory in the House? Like a, uh it's gonna yes. be our
2: personal hells when we die.
1: <laughs> you must podcast about
2: Corey forever. <laughs> All right, so this is gonna be pretty easy.
1: Yeah, how Clarissa ended up in this situation, I'm not sure, but uh, I wouldn't be able to explain anything about it.
2: Right? Is that that's where we're both at? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it has to go to iCarly. I there's
1: not even close that. I would so much rather talk about iCarly than I would rather talk about Clarissa explains it all. So, uh, with that, then iCarly is going to be one of our shows that make it into the final four. We'll be voted on
2: the final five, you mean? Well, yes, it's the final, the final five. <laughs> uh, okay. I'm honestly more excited to find out who the winner of the loser wheel is
1: um Neds versus Danny Phantom Ooh. both shows kind of barely made it here
2: they, they fought tooth and nail to get here
1: they did they worked really hard to get to this final position and one of them will potentially be voted into this being the next show that we podcast about I don't know like so Danny Phantom Ghosts Paranormal. Uh creepy, scary, Halloween. Ned's declassified, school, tips, computer glasses, weasels, janitors, cookie. Cookie Cookie moles.
2: You know, at the end of the day, Ned's declassified gives us a new structure to work with through the tips.
1: <laughs> yeah, the the tips
2: are so appealing. I'm feeling Ned big time.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> So it's interesting that these, uh, at least the past two rounds, have been sweeps. Like sixteen was, uh, sweet sixteen was the, really the the most difficult area to get through. Yeah,
2: that's true. All okay. um, right, <laughs> Lizzie versus Batman. Lizzie McGuire versus Batman. I'd rather huh. watch Batman. I would. I
1: would also rather watch Batman. I, well. Just a little caveat there. I would rather watch it if we're watching two episodes, like the structured episodes that are combined at the same time.
2: Yes, I would want to do that.
1: I don't want to do Batman for three years. I want to do Batman for what would roughly be a little bit more than a year. Yep. Okay. Um. Wow. This is like it's almost
2: anticlimactic. I know. It takes us three hours to get to the final round, and we're we just through.
1: We're flying through it, easy decisions left and right. Is the last one easy? Uh, what's our last matchup? Uh, Drake
2: versus Drake and Josh. <laughs> uh,
1: different Nickelodeon duos.
2: Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. I know that Drake and Josh was our like main choice, mm-hmm. but Andrew Jett brought up an excellent point in the comments. Drake and Josh is not fully streaming anywhere. There are episodes from seasons 1 and 2 that are missing from Hulu, Paramount Plus, and Digital. Whereas we'd be able to get all of Keenan and Kel including the movies, just by buying the season sets on iTunes. This feels like an upset. This does feel like an upset. I
1: feel like uh, there's a disturbance in the force with this. Hold on. How many episodes of Drake and Josh are there? How many episodes of Drake and Josh? So it's not... So even with all those streaming services combined, it's... You can't watch the full thing.
2: That's what Andrew Jet says, and I'm prone to... I mean,
1: yeah I, I've, yeah, I have no reason not to believe Andrew here.
2: Oh. Uh, okay, so I looked it up, and it seems like there are episodes missing of Drake and Josh. Did that have to do with the music being licensed?
1: Are they on Apple TV? Is there like a a way that you can still watch them? Let me check. Mm.
2: I'm going to guess no. I'm going to assume they were taken off digital. Correct. So I'm watching... I'm looking at it on...
1: (sighs) This is awful. This is literally awful. I'm looking at it on... There's got to be ways to watch it.
2: Yeah, the complete set is missing seven episodes. Oh, my goodness. So we'd be out of full seven episodes.
1: 49 episodes. But it's still Drake and Josh, friend.
2: But it's not the whole thing.
1: But if we'd be Are able we- to find them. We could find yeah, them. Yeah, we
2: could. We could find them. Where, l- hold on. Like, give me one moment. If I can find
1: like, uh, watch Drake and Josh pilot it's gotta be somewhere it's on vimeo some guy uploaded the pilot on vimeo uh what else what's uh, let's find another episode that's missing pilot's too easy Uh, um okay looking at season two episode two seems to be missing from the sets so um let's see what that episode is called drake and josh season two episode two guitar it's called guitar i can find it on daily motion
2: how's the quality worse than i might think Bryce?
1: <laughs> it's it's not awful it's not like a like Lloyd in space like square in the corner with like a huh. weird background um it's doable and it looks like this person has, in fact, uh, potentially every episode of Drake and Josh. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. I won't get into the ethics, or I also will not endorse uh, perhaps watching Drake and Josh via this method. But I don't want that. I it can't hold this back in our discussion. I'm okay with exploring both of them, but I, I don't... We didn't t- take Drake and Josh this far for this to be... Otherwise, it, who knows? This whole bracket could have been completely different.
2: <laughs> oh, Alright, that's fair. That's fair enough. Mm-hmm. I am still kind of leaning Keenan and Kel, though. <laughs> I think it's a wild card black horse pick. Mm-hmm. Like, it, 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 kept, it doesn't quite capture a similar vibe to Drake and Josh. Yep. But I think it is a deeply funny show in its own right.
1: Um okay. So our final four or our final three, three of our five as far as we know it, just to recap, we have uh-huh. Batman, Ned's and Icarly. Uh-huh. Okay. Um Yeah, let's give it to Keenan and Kelly. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, let's put them in it. Uh, I, I agree. I think that they are our our closest thing to a wild card in the well uh, Batman definitely is. Yeah. Um but I think Keenan and Kel has a, a strong chance just based on the one episode. I had a lot of fun. I think there's a lot to riff off of. I think Kel yeah. is gonna get destroyed as a character. <laughs> uh so Newt Syndrome. One hundred and ten percent. He is he is lost. It is amazing that he gets to the places that he does get to every day. <laughs> so okay um let me make, i'm just making sure that our that the wheel is up to date um very unfortunate so visually i don't believe that i can show the wheel I, i'm doing it on my laptop that's fine so I, unfortunately um but i guess fortunate for the listeners those who have listened um they will get the same experience as those who are watching live So I'm just making sure everything is on it, um, that nothing's left out. Uh, New Scooby-Doo movies. And then I definitely need to add the final four into it. Boy Meets World and Lizzie are both.
2: World. Ren, uh, what a time. What an insane tournament this has
1: been. Did we think that, like, did we see these four making their way to the end?
2: I, I, Carly, I did.
1: Yeah. Uh, I definitely saw I, Carly getting here. Um, I didn't expect for Batman to be here at all. Me neither. I thought Batman would have been gone uh, at least in 32, if not 16. So the fact that Batman is here, absolutely surprised. Uh, Fill the future, Sabrina. Okay.
2: Ren, are you ready for the I'm, wheel of losers? I'm ready. Okay. Our champion of the night, who is redeemed.
1: There's a sound effect. Let's see.
2: Uh, I'm so tense. Oh,
1: no, 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 no. What no one? No. So some terrible things happened with the wheel, Ren. What happened? Uh, I regret to inform you that uh, Full House... Full House won? Full House uh, won the wheel spin, friend. You are fucking kidding me. <laughs> There's a chance <sighs> that our podcast is ruined because <laughs> you and I agreed on a random
2: wheel spin. I... Oh my god. Oh my fucking god. People like, are going to vote for Full House because it's the name they recognize. So I, I I, pray and I hope that that doesn't happen. I feel good about the picks that we have. Especially, Jacob, Andrew, if you're listening, Spike Lee's Do the Right Thing. <laughs> I feel
1: as though iCarly and Ned's The Classified could, uh, could save the day. Um but it is a very scary time that we live in, right? When we let fate take the wheel and roll Full House. (sighs) Wow, Ren. You and I just went through all of this for Full House to potentially, if it happens, we got- Oh, of course, we have to commit. There's no backing out. We'll, We'll have to do it. And it'll perhaps be an added layer of you and I did a wheel spin. And it resulted in three years of our lives down the drain, wasted. And then next time it comes, uh, we're able to pick a, a show. If we even are talking to each other anymore at that point, uh, we can maybe do do it different. <laughs> okay. Um, Ren, you with me?
2: I feel like I got stabbed. Yeah, I know. It hurts.
1: This hurts. It's terrible. Uh, but hey, that's... You and I said, let's spin a wheel of losers. We could have done a losers bracket. We did discuss that at one point. And then, if this was my fault, uh, I will take full responsibility and said, let's do a wheel of losers instead. <laughs> well, we'd be um, here for another three hours. That's true. So, uh, still, a uh, good time.
2: Fun, a fun way to kill three hours,
1: yeah. Uh, definitely a lot to chew on. I'm excited to see where the votes land. Uh, you and I will have to talk off podcast about if we're able to actively campaign or not, or if the campaigning <laughs> will be effective. Even uh, I fear that if we say do not vote full house, uh, things could go south very quickly. Oh, they would, um, but yeah. So with that, this is definitely the longest podcast that we've ever done. I am exhausted, uh, but I had so much fun. Yeah, I love that we were able to do so much um, research and took so much care in picking these shows. And now it is, we turn it over to the listeners. Our fate is in your hands. It is. Do the right thing. Uh, Otherwise... Uh, thank you all so much for listening and watching and commenting. And again, Andrew Jet, these uh, graphics are incredible. And I will play us out with uh, our theme song. Thank you all so much.
0: and electric guitar.